my mouth to your ears it's another episode of guessing from the stands it's your boy Earl 91 it's your boy Big Dell boy Jeff in the building your boy Mike in here what's happening people it's a Dominican daughter Christian me gente que lo que estamos aquí estamos aquí ya tu sabes vamos que se la vaina ya tu sabes okay the the it's the 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 mini daughter Domino, hey, actually, Hispanic Heritage Month coming up uh, next month in September. Fuck you mean? I know, I know, brother. Why I'm trying to get you? Shit. Why you trying to get alive? Wait, ain't, ain't Hispanic Heritage Month like the middle of September to the middle of October? Uh, it's all of September, I believe. It was, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I said it's all of September, I believe. All right. If I'm right, I'm taking your Hispanic card. And well, I made more attention to Dominican fucking. And if you if you're right, I'm giving yeah. you. your... Now, Chris, I'm gonna give you one more time to redeem yourself. That bitch is go? literally September 15th to October 15th. I knew I wasn't tripping. Oh, shit, go to October. Okay. Hey, it's always in the middle of the month. I now, why? I don't know. You said what? Cover uh, Columbus Day, that's why. I knew you were, I knew you were Dominican. Christopher Columbus is an Italian. I don't understand why they would cover Columbus Day. That's beside the point. And by the way, the Columbus Day episode of The Sopranos, top tier cinema. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. Oh, Y'all know what we're here to do. This is, damn, I wish Nard was here, but I want to give a shout out to my boy Dell, man. Um, not excluding our other co hosts, but this is our fifth, fifth uh, college football preview show. And why it's so special fifth. because yeah, this is our fifth one. Uh why it's so special to us because this is our four year <laughs> it's our four year anniversary of the start of Guests from the Stands. So fellas, congratulate yourselves, man. Yeah. Four yeah. years of Guests from the Stands, man. We we did yes, it. Sir, we lit. We lit. Yes, Number five. Let's get it. This is our this is our mm-hmm. fourth year anniversary. Congratulations to everybody, man. Um again, you know, uh Dell. You know, mm-hmm. I like to I like to take one for the team right now. You know, usually Take one for the team is a bad thing. But this is a take one for the team. You know, I've carried us. You know, Jordan, flu game, um, (laughs) Tom Brady. But yeah, so like I was saying, there's uh, (laughs) that's definitely. I want to. Hey, you beat me to it, dog. Don't know he muted. <laughs> that boy probably, that boy probably still down there talking. 
Still exactly. <laughs> but nah, for real, man. I'm the um, Nick Saban of this podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, but uh, nah, man. You know, as a collective, man, I just want to say congratulations to us, man. Uh, nothing but faith and hard work. We have done it. Five years of a uh, f- five five years of a uh, college football preview show. Um, and that's our fourth year anniversary, man. And of course, we're right on the cusp of episode 200. So definitely, man. I just want to give early congratulations to y'all, boys. So. Yeah, man. With that being said, um, this year is about the money. So, well, you know, it's definitely going to be some conversations, some things coming our way after. So let's get to it. Um, you know, we're here to do same thing we've been doing for the last five years. Same thing y'all been getting from us for the last five years. We're going into our uh, 2022 NCAA season uh, for college football. Uh, where do y'all want to start? We're going to start with the Power Fives. We can either start in the ACC, SEC, uh, the uh, Pac-12 as it stands today, the Big 12, or the Big 10. Uh, I mean, I feel like we should start off with the ACC because most of us, our teams are in the ACC. Let's do it. Let's get to the ACC. All right. That being said, Nardi, are you with us? That boy's still on me going off, talking about these things <laughs> giving me all random. <laughs> <laughs> You know the goat here. I'm just in between. I'm not trying to chew in y'all ear. You feel me? Man, you good. You good, brother. You good, brother. Let's uh, let's get it cracking. All right, so we starting in the ACC, man. I mean, obviously the ACC uh, has had a lot of news this year. Um, coming up with the rumors of departing schools such as Florida State, Clemson, um, was it Virginia and North Carolina State? I want to say it is. Louisville and Louisville to the SEC. Um, but as of now, as the ACC stands, as as of today, um, you know, still a powerhouse uh, to be reckoned with, at least on, on tradition. I don't know about much on paper anymore, but definitely. I mean, uh, we, got, we got five names in the top 25. We do. Um, we, we, we do. Um, technically, sure. Um, well, not technically. Touch. I mean, we're gonna have six know. come Monday, you Okay, all right. Well, let's get to it. I think the most important ACC game or matchup this week is an interconference matchup between Florida State and LSU. So let's get to it. Mike, get um, well, how, how you feeling about your chances going against LSU? Man, bro, we're finna go to New Orleans, we're finna go eat some gumbo, we're finna go eat some craw- some crawfish, we're finna eat some etouffee, we're finna go to a goddamn Cafe Dumont. And we're going to put 40 up on my ass niggas with a dub. Okay. So is that before or after you finish playing college football, uh, NCAA 14? Nah, because... 14. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. But nah, real, real talk, though. I mean, the last year, why y'all struggled with Bethune Cookman? Wow. But like Chill. I said, wow. let's get this dub. Stop playing with me. Wow. Y'all got the Sunday night game, correct? Duh. Which I gotta say, man, for the last God knows how many long years, we've gotten better games on Sunday night during uh, Labor Day weekend than we do on Mondays. I ain't seen a cracking Labor Day Monday weekend game. Shoof. Uh, it's been a while. I can't even tell you the last one that was like that. Um, but you know, we did actually have uh, two games that, that were played in the ACC this weekend. You all played Duquesne and uh, North Carolina played FAMU. So how'd you like about how y'all looked uh, against Duquesne? 
obviously the Duquesne there wasn't really much to. It was practice, bro. I don't put nothing into that. Yeah. So I don't. That's not even worth mentioning, bro. Yeah. Okay. I mean, last year, you know what I'm saying? We we took a nasty against Jacksonville State or whatever, bro. I guess that's what people want to talk about. It's not worth it, bro. I can't. I'm not even. I'm not taking nothing from that. Okay. We'll take that. We'll take that. Um, you know, obviously looking in the Atlantic, um, you'll have obviously your biggest competition in the Atlantic would be Clemson. Um, and then of course Louisville should be able to put up some noise this year. And uh, NC State is always going to be in the conversation uh, for at least second in that division, if not contending. But I mean, what do you, what do you like your chances coming up against the Atlantic this year? Who do you like coming out of the Atlantic, if not yourselves? I still like Clemson come out the Atlantic, but I will say this: like last year, we should have beat Clemson. But yeah, um, I still like them to win the win the division overall. But uh, I think I think uh, it ain't gonna be no no walk in the parks. I mean, I think I think I think we're clearly. Like, the winner is going to be determined, clearly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't going to be no debacle or no no conversation about who's the best team and the and either side. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be Clemson. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it is going to be more competitive. Um, <coughs> like I said, bro, just like last year. Last year, you know what I'm saying, it was one of those games that Florida State probably should have won against Clemson. Right. Um, I mean, I think they are going to be better this year. But so are we. So, I mean, I expect them. I wholeheartedly expect them to win. So, right. But, no, for yeah, sure. I, I mean, see. I see Clemson only losing maybe one or two games this year again. Okay. Yeah, and it's crazy because a down year for them last year was finishing ten and three, um, as at least as of recent. Um, one, I got one of those losses being November nineteenth at home. Okay. All right, and we'll, and we'll get to that once we get once we get to put some um, do on it. This is what we do, I guess. Two cases, stands, right? This is what we Two do, cases. I guess. This is what we do, I guess, in front of the stands, in case the people don't know yet. <laughs> hey, look. But listen, speaking of the um, speaking of the Atlantic, I gotta tell you, man. Um, I'm expecting, you know, I've been doing kind of my research a little bit. I'm expecting Devin Leary out of uh, out of NC State to have a really big year this year. Um, I think he may, depending on you know how the season goes, he may be on the outside looking into that Heisman competition, that Heisman uh, candidate. Well, look, NC State. Uh, look, is returning 82% of their um, starters from last year. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, they're ranked, right? well, not ranked, but they're predicted to come out, uh, to not come out, but to be second in the uh, Atlantic division. So, I mean, they, ha- they have a home game against Clemson uh, October, or not a home game, excuse me. They have an away game uh, against Clemson October 1st. So, that's one of Clemson, as everybody knows, are on a 34-game home winning streak, which is the largest and the longest in the country. Pause. So, um, you know, they have two big tests at home. Not really early in the season. One of them later, uh, depending on how we're rolling. I think they play uh, Florida State at Florida State, so that's not a home game. Uh, but they got us November 19th. But before that, they got uh, North Carolina State October 1st, which is early in the season. So, <clears throat> If NC State, uh, like you were alluding to, if that quarterback gets on a roll, uh, if they can knock off Clemson, 
uh, in Death Valley, number one, that'll obviously do tremendous for them within their division, within the conference. But just from a college football playoff standpoint, if Clemson continues, you know what I'm saying, how we would expect, just like last year, how they were quote-unquote down but still won 10 games, if they still have a decent, you know what I'm saying, season like we would expect, that North Carolina State win would look very, very good going into uh, the the latter parts of the season. So, no, I mean, I don't obviously like North Carolina State to really do much. However, I do feel like they can be that that team that, you know what I'm saying, that, that fucks it up for some teams. And, you know, historically, NC State has always been that kind of like South Carolina in the yeah, SEC. It's always been that 84 Mm-hmm. And and they'll they'll be those bracket busters that are kind of get you that. And that Jacoby Brissett, they've always had decent quarterback play. Like, they all, yeah, they always had them. decent quarterback play. And, and, and they're not they, a slouch. And that's they the always bowl eligible. Honestly, they all, they, I mean they've had players across the board. I know they had a couple D linemen here and there, uh, but it's just a testament to when you do have a solid quarterback. Um, no matter how great the rest of you, you may not ever get to that top tier without the rest of those guys being up at that level too. Right. But as long as you have a, a elite quarterback play, you can be competitive. You know what I'm saying? Because North Carolina State is always one of those teams that are hard to beat, even if you get the win, because generally they have somebody competent under center. So, mm-hmm. and, and you know, with all this hype about um, Van Dyke out of Miami, it, I, I will be interested to see who comes out as statistically the best <clears throat> quarterback out of the ACC um, that can contend to get their team to the ACC championship um, because, you know, in this day and age, you don't have great quarterback play. You're not getting to uh conference championship without somebody like a, I, I can't even say that would happen to Alabama today. I, honestly, I, I don't think that you get in there without great quarterback play. And, and for what it's worth, they got their Heisman trophy uh, winner returning this year as well. So see what happens. But, um, you know, another team that I was um, interested, like, uh, um, interested in seeing this year, who's been like not on the rise, but there's been a, a slowly but surely, you know, what I'm saying a little bit of talk about them. Uh, is Wake Forest, Wake, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, Wake. Sure. I'm really interested to see what happens with Wake Forest with them losing uh, Sam Hartman. What, 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 what do they do at this point? Exactly. So, I, I, I mean, look, uh, I, I like there because I think they have a, um, a, a not a crazy, crazy schedule. But they have they have a, they have a decent schedule that I feel like they can contend with. Let me see who their big. Well, yeah, I'm about to say let's look, let's look at their schedule real quick. So they're opening up Thursday against uh, VMI. That should be a a, a quick one. Yeah. Then they they uh, got Vandy, um, Liberty. They have Clemson on September 24th in Florida State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clemson and Florida State back to back. Depending on how Florida State's rolling, like they have a a, a not tough schedule, but it's one of those schedules that I can not. Now I'm not saying that they would even get to the playoff or anything like that. But just if they play up to what people are saying, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously it's it's just on paper, you know what I'm saying? But in the way they've looked in training camp and things of that nature. But with this schedule, they got, you know what I'm saying, Clemson, Florida State. Then they got uh, Louisville on the road, uh, North Carolina State on the road, North Carolina right after that. Those are some pretty tough games, right. you know what I'm saying? That That's four tough games right there. Um, but let's say they go three and one, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Out of that, let's say maybe they lose that Clemson game. Let's say they get that Clemson. I don't, I just don't. A 10 and two Clemson season isn't out of the realm. Carolina State and Wake Forest, goddammit. Yeah, that shouldn't you know. happen. 
A 10 and so 2 we, season <laughs> is not out of the realm of possibility for them whatsoever. It's really not. No, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I just I ain't no nigga. Dabo might quit. No, no, no. I'm talking about Wake Forest. A 10 and 2 season is not out of the realm of possibility for them. But oh, no, I think no, no, 9 no, and 3, no, no, 8 no. and 4. 9 and 3, 8 and 4 is probably where they end up. I mean, the NC State matchup, um, UNC is always a fight, especially now, you know, with uh with what's his name there as the head coach for the last few years. Um 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 God, I'm drawing a blank. Where? Uh, Mac Brown. With Mac Brown there as oh, no the Carolina. head coach. Now, yeah, no, he's always going to have his teams primed and ready to play, especially conference games. Mac Brown don't play around. And then you can't sleep on Florida State either. I mean, realistically, they have a, 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 a decent ACC schedule. And this really bodes well for them, especially in rankings, if a lot of these teams end up ranked. This bodes well for them to make a high bowl game this year. So. No, nah, facts. I want to see what their um... – yeah, last year they were eleven and three, seven and one in the conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, so the they, next they step is ten and two or, 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 or better. You know what I'm saying? That that's the yeah, next they definitely, step. They definitely balled out last year. And just to they give some numbers they, on they, what they, they would have won that game against Clemson that later in the season, uh, they would have been t- uh, well regular season they would have been eleven and one. Right. And just to give some numbers on what they're missing um, from from Sam Hartman, you know, we pray that he gets well sooner or later. He's a thirty. Sam Hartman, um, oh. um, you know, he, he threw 39 tutties last year with 4,228 uh, yards at a 58.9% completion. That, that's, that's, that's good numbers, really good numbers. So, no, nah, facts. I mean, so, who's there? I don't I know who's their starter quarterback going into this. I don't know. I can't find out right now. Um, I'm about to look sure. up. But, yeah, while we're doing that, are there any other uh, teams in the AC, in the ACC Atlantic that interest y'all? Y'all want to cover real quick before we go to the coastal? I mean, I mean like, NC State. I want to see NC State, like he, like Nard said, they bring him back. Eighty-two like, percent of their roster from last year, they starters, and then they had mm-hmm. um, they got a receiver out there, bro. I think his name like Umezi or Umezi. He, he excuse me, I botched his name, bro, but he was nice last year, so. You know, NC State always a tough out in the ACC, no matter who they play. For sure. Yeah. Very I'm interested to see what they look like this year. And then, I mean, force, bro. I mean, we're going to get to it, but, oh, man, we still talk about this side, but shit, this transitioning. I'm going to just see, see, what, see how Miami looked this year, bro. Yeah, um, I am too. Hey, I'm not going tra- tra- to transfer you. Transfer you. Schedule. We're predicted Schedule. to we're predicted to win our division this year. Now, obviously, you know what I'm saying, it's just a prediction, but uh based upon the returning talent, you know what I'm saying, obviously the guys that we brought in, not even just Mario Cristobal, but the staff that he put together so far, um they feel like, you know, right now we're the uh team to beat um, mm-hmm. in the Coastal Division. With North you Carolina, they have number two in Pitt coming in at number three, and then Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Duke, respectively. So let's uh, let's let's get into Miami schedule a little bit. I mean, obviously, they open up Bethune-Cookman on Saturday, and then we're going to go to Southern Miss. Um, they're coming in town uh, the following Saturday. <clears throat> Texas A&M is the first marker on the clock. Um September 17th at Texas A&M. That's a mm-hmm. 9 p.m. primetime mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to determine... No, that's at Texas A&M. Whether, that's what I said. At Texas A&M. It's a 9 o'clock uh, game. It's primetime game. Um, that's the game which, that's going to determine whether Miami real or not. 
only my only asterisk on what you said, because I agree. But my only asterisk is I don't like the warm-up games going into that game. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It's it's people that play play those kind of games first weekend of the year. So realistically, you know, luckily for Miami, we get two weeks to get our legs uh, fresh. Here, here's why. Like, honestly, the thing about the warm-up like. games too, though, bro, they, they, they exits and O's. You feel me? Make sure you're mm-hmm. in the right spot. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, your assignments are down. That's, right. that's what those games are really about, bro. Right. Uh, and and some teams are for the preseason in those kind of games. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, it's like sure. every week, it's a step up. First week, uh, you know what I'm saying? You're playing an FCS team uh, with BCU. Next week, you're not playing Power Five, but you're playing a Division One school in Southern Miss. And then now it is tough for your first Power Five game to be Texas A&M on the road. But I just feel like, uh, like Mike said, from an X's and O's standpoint, you've had two because it's not like. Uh, from a physical standpoint, obviously from a scheme and positioning standpoint, Texas A&M is probably going to have their players in a way better positioning than uh, Southern Miss or BCU may have. But as far as, you know what I'm saying, athletically, it's not like you're going out there and literally playing against two-year-olds. You still have to be in the right spot, you know what I'm saying, doing the right thing. Otherwise, you'll get upset. You know what I'm saying? If you're playing, if you're blitzing every play or, or, or you're, you know what I'm saying, thinking, oh, oh these niggas is trash. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to come up off my route and try to jump a bunch of routes. You might end up, you know what I'm saying, giving up a whole bunch of yards on the back end. So you still have to do your job in order to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of like, I would rather that than us even playing, let's say hypothetically, we play BCU then second week. It's not saying it's rivalry week, you know what I'm saying? But we hop into a Florida State game or we hop into a North Carolina game where we know for a fact the guys that we are playing are on. They used to be the. You know what I'm saying? From a right talent-wise, the same bro. level of it. I just feel like it's too. I wouldn't want to go in that if we're gonna play Texas A&M early in the season. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That used to be the dumbest shit ever, bro. I hated playing Miami first game of the season. Bro. Yeah, I'm hip. I'm hip. Yeah. Now, see, now, now what I do like um, coming into is obviously the transfer portal. That's something that we really going to speak on a lot this episode, but the transfer portal, Miami has been one of those teams that has benefited very well from this transfer portal. And then, um, right. you know, with Mario Cristobal coming in, implementing offense he did, we saw what he did with uh, with um, Chargers QB. Oregon? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Justin, Justin, Justin Herbert. We saw what he did with that. So now he gets to be able to mold a Tyler Van Dyke. And, I mean, truth be told, the sky's the limit. What I do like about um, Crystal Ball is that he was always recruiting on the East Coast anyways, but now he doesn't have to sell that trip of going out West now. Now he can, you know, get guys to pretty much go down South uh, to, to Miami instead of all the way out West. Come on, man. Who's going to go right, right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he doesn't have to sell oh, that. Oh wow! So it should, God, it should, it should, and I said should, right. Good God! It should it should be? I'm trying to stay on task. It should be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should be an easier sell for him in these next three four years. But this is a year, man. I'm not putting too many expectations on them. I definitely do expect, um, you know, have a level of 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 heightened expectations just with everything that's coming in between the transfer because these guys have played college ball before. But at the same time, it is the first year he's establishing. I expect us to be. I I feel like whenever you hire a coach, unless your team is a team that, let's say last year, y'all were two and ten. Then, okay, if the coach goes four and eight, you know what I'm saying? That's 
it's an improvement. You know what I'm saying? But you don't hire a coach and it's like, okay, well, this is his first year. You know what I'm saying? We went five and seven. Fuck it. We, no, if we were, you know what I'm saying? What were we last year? We nine and seven? Not not got nine and seven. Got that. Uh, uh, huh? Eight and four last year. Eight and four. So if we were well, eight with and four the ball, last with year the ball, at minimum. At minimum, seven to five. Sorry, seven to five. Seven to five. Okay, so at minimum, at minimum, we better be nine and three this year. Like, that's why I feel like you you go out and hire guys that you feel like if we had him, our team would be better. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, years down the road, you know, not years, but a couple years down the road, we might be talking about 11 and one, 12 and 0 national championships, but immediately, immediately, we better be better than we were last year. Otherwise, we could have kept. We could have kept the same guy. If we're not going to be better, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. You make changes. Championship changes happen down the line. But I better see an immediate change, nigga, this season. Right. Just honestly, from a standpoint, for my since we're talking about Miami, for us, it's really, bro. We haven't had any dogs across the offensive line in a very long time. Um. From uh, from and, and I want to get back to us being dominant from the running back position. The last real dominant um, running back we had. I mean, you can say Mark Walton did his thing. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Say Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But he, Duke Johnson was before Mark Walton, so I didn't want to not give Mark okay. Walton no okay. credit. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, like Duke Johnson was a rat, the last And we ain't giving like, Mark Walton no credit, bro. That nigga beat up on women, bro. Oh, I, see, I, see I, be, I be thinking about football. For, I, I ain't remember. Oh, I, I ain't think about all that. But just from a, a football perspective, Juke Johnson was the last dude who really, like, you know what I'm saying, was was a Miami running back. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we have to get back to that. But it's hard to do that when you don't have the offensive line that's producing the way that, you know what I'm saying, our offensive line used to produce. So I feel like that's the number one thing that I want Mario. And, you know, obviously with him, you know what I'm saying, being a, uh, a starter for new two national championship teams as an offensive lineman, that's going to be one of his keys. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just want to see that. And then see, you know what I'm saying, the progression from there. Because I feel like we do have talented players as far as skilled players. But if you don't have the time or the holes pause to to go where you want to go, then, it's, then it doesn't matter how skilled you are. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see much more aggression with our offense and our offensive line. And less, less timidness, bro. A, a lot of the times I feel like. Uh, 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 what the fuck was his name? Who was our coach that, that we just saw? Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz. The guy Diaz that he had an offensive coordinator. I don't know whether it's he didn't trust who we had. And now, now, don't get me wrong. Malik Rozier and them niggas were trash. So I wouldn't have trusted them niggas neither, but you recruited them. So what the fuck? Um, but it, it seemed like they were hesitant to really move the ball down the field to take chances. Like, you know what I'm saying? We had really talented receivers with guys. I think, uh, did Mike Hartley leave? Is he in the league now? Mike Hartley? Mike Hartley, yeah. But, well, I think he might be in the league. But Mike Hartley was extremely talented, extremely fast. Um, our receiver Harley? right now, Mike Hartley. No, he, he on the Browns. He yeah, that's what I said. No, he's probably in the league now. But we, we had him last year. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, our receiver this year, our number one receiver, his number's five. I forget his, his, his fucking name. But uh, he's going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see us taking shots down the field to get our guys the ball, give them give them space to create and make plays. You know what I'm saying? We keep dinking and dunking against legitimate uh, other talent. It's not like you're playing a BCU, a SMU, 
uh, Southern Miss every week. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, even when other teams are on their down years, these guys are still Division One players. They, they still uh, work out and eat the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? So they're still going to come out on the field and be athletically superior. I feel like the difference between Alabama's and – uh, 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 the Wake Forces of the world, the Southern, the, the South Florida's, it ain't, it, it's the talent, but the talent comes from what happens when they get there. You know what I'm saying? The system that they get into it, because it, it becomes part of their life. You know what I'm saying? When, when mm-hmm. football is now life, that's when you see the difference in the overall talent of the team. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nigga, how many five stars are there a year? You know what I'm saying? Maybe 20, 25. Well, Alabama's only getting you know what I'm saying? At the most, five or six of them. So that means they're going other places. It's not like these, these even though these schools are made up of, you know what I'm saying, extremely talented players, the best of the best do not go to one school every single year. You know they what I'm saying? Don't. I, what I will put a little pushback on that is while they don't do that, when you coach on a tree like a uh, like a um, Nick Saban's tree, when they don't go to Bama, they end up going to his the the, the branches of his trees. So they end right, up but all, but right, but but what what is what is the what is the what is the what is the common denominator there? It is the structure of the program. So that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Alabama's the only program that does it. Obviously not. Otherwise, they would win every single national championship. But I'm saying the difference between certain programs that you see, like Miami. The difference between Miami and other programs was at that time. Our administration, because we wouldn't open our checkbooks to to hire a guy who would implement the type of system that I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? Your stop point can be anywhere. It can be the administration. It could be the coaches, because if the administration Mm -hmm. doesn't hire the coach that's going to put that system in, then you can't blame the coach who's there now. He was never the guy. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. But the administration felt like they had to hire somebody and somebody else was too much. You know what I'm saying? So it, it depends on there's a lot that goes into teams being great in college football it's not like the nfl there's a lot that goes into it so when you do have an administration that's committed to the game then you see those programs that are year after year at the top you know what i'm saying i want to um i want i want to not to cut you off but i do want to transition just a little bit um i want to talk about unc for a second before we get out of here and then we'll do our predictions for um who's coming out for for the acc uh uh title game um, UNC is an interesting case to me because I think that they have a schedule built up. I'm looking now; they're playing one, two, three, four, four um, ranked opponents as of now, um, and they they're taking on the number five team, uh, Notre Dame, which they should still be number five by the time they get there. I don't foresee Notre Dame slipping this year. And they're obviously going to play uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Miami, and Wake Forest, and NC State. No, so that's – I'm sorry. That is five – they play five ranked teams. A team like a UNC, you know, they have a big chance with with a very positive record to to win the ACC altogether. Um, they don't have a weak schedule, and they, truth be told, have a schedule that could contend with those – Bottom tier with the bottom, uh, you know, with the, with the bottom of the uh, playoffs rankings, they could potentially end up number four if they end up going uh, undefeated in the ace in in their schedule this year, or even with one loss, um, they they could have a strong case to make the playoffs. I think they built up their their resume for their uh, for their schedule strong enough, 
And I think overall that they have the talent that if they get this done, we could be looking at potentially UNC at least making a, a New Year's Six Bowl game, if not the playoffs with the right luck on their side. So, um, you said number four. I mean, when you look at the strength of schedule, when you look at the strength of schedule that Cincinnati had last year, it's hard. To, you're going to have a hard time. Listen, look at who all they're playing this year. Um, you're going to have a hard time arguing against them if they win. If they win the ACC with one loss, why wouldn't they get the same kind of a uh, the same kind of leniency that Cincinnati did with the week schedule, or even Clemson would with a one they loss? Under, Cincinnati was undefeated, though. No, no, I get that, but it is also about quality. Well, I mean, if North Carolina gets one loss, wins the ACC championship, they definitely go to the playoff, depending on who they lose to. But, but also, yeah, but you got to also remember last year was kind of goes. You said what now? Last year was kind of weak, as in like there wasn't that many um, teams that were coming into a conference championship with, uh, you know, no losses or one loss. Mm-hmm. And they tried to put other teams. Other teams kept losing, and so they had no other choice exactly. to put. Uh, what to put? No, it was flagrant how bad they tried to put other teams in the system. And everybody, spot. Kept, everybody kept, <laughs> kept, kept kept losing, so it was like, all right, we'll put you. Yeah, but my thing, my thing is with this North Carolina schedule is like, it's like a to be determined thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, we don't know where NC State, and you know how they move the rankings based on how these teams perform. Like, mm-hmm. if you lose to NC State, but NC State end up being uh, a top seven team later on, that loss don't look as bad, and they count that. Or if you beat Miami, but they end up being unranked and win, like, seven games for the season, that win doesn't look as impressive anymore. Right, right. So it's, it's all kind of tricky on how, on how that'll play. Like yeah. some of these teams ain't big names. No, yeah, yeah they they aren't. On, so it's like they're they're ranked, but they're kind of stepped on. So like it all depends on how these teams unfold. Like the Wake Forest is ranked, NC State is ranked, Miami and Pitt. Yeah, and, and Notre Dame's obviously a big game. But um, I, those <clears> other four, it's like how the rest of their season mm-hmm. uh, pans out will depend on where North Carolina pans out as well. Yeah, no, and I and I million percent agree with that. I think I'm just looking at from what I've looked at these conference at, at every schedule in the conference, I think North Carolina is taking the road longest traveled, in my opinion, um far as 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 um, their strength of schedule. They've got a really tough road in comparison to say, uh even looking at looking at Syracuse. Syracuse uh, is gonna play Notre Dame, Pitt and Wake Forest. And of course the NC State game, but um, other than that, they got some really cupcake like Connecticut, uh, Wagner. It just I don't know. It doesn't bode well necessarily for them to have that same argument that I mean, uh, NC does. They started the schedule a little uh, uh, very smart, you know. They put a couple you know easy games to get things mm-hmm. flicking before. You get that that first real dog fight. So yeah, their first dog fight. State, Appalachian State will be putting up a fight for some reason. I don't know why. Well, Appalachian State is a good team. Yeah, they're they always going to put up a fight. But then yeah. the Georgia State game is going to be a wash. That's going to be one of those 56 to 5 games. <laughs> yeah. And then so, they're going to play mean, Notre Dame. Then they got to buy that September 17th week. Then they play Notre Dame. So it's like they got three games, got to buy and play Notre Dame. I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not sold on Mac Brown. I think it's 21 and 17 in three years. Last year they were, uh, what six and five, something like that. Was North Carolina six and five? Oh yeah, yeah. they were really good. They were they were good. Um, they, they started off. Five, 
a uh, flame out. So, I mean, they got Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and at Miami all three in a row. Mm-hmm. And then after that, honestly, bro, listen, like E said, I don't think that, well, uh, opposed to what E said, I don't think their schedule's that hard. Look, if they can, if they can beat Notre Dame, they're going to lose to Miami. You know what I'm saying? But they could potentially win the rest of their games. I mean, they're at Duke. They have Pitt. They're at Virginia. Now, oh, okay, we were just talking about Wake Forest. But Wake Forest saying, and, North, and North Carolina State. And, like, that That schedule ain't cupcake. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That schedule's not cupcake. Now, they run through that schedule and win. We yeah, having they, a different comment. They got, they got, a, they got Vir- Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and Miami all three of them back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. You never know how all three of those teams are going to play. Virginia Tech got a really good defense one year. They could be playing well. So, I mean, you just got to see what's mm-hmm. up with them. So, I mean, that could be three tough games back-to-back. Back. And then they got Wake Forest. You got one off with Georgia Tech. And then you got North Carolina State to end the season. So, right. yeah, them, Mac Brown's getting fired after this year. <laughs> Yo. That's green. That's green. You don't know how. You, Mac had him. Jordan's going to fly the nigga off campus. In a private jet, let them know, like, look, man, it's time to go out in the sunset. Enjoy it. <laughs> That's you never know. I gotta keep wasting my goddamn uniforms on this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I think you know, uh, uh, for me, if anybody else has a notable team in the ACC, um, they want they want to cover. If not, we can get to who we're predicting to win the coastal and who we're predicting to win the Atlantic. Uh, I I, I like uh. You know what? Fuck that. I like Florida State in 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 the in the uh, Atlantic. Give me a Florida State Miami ACC championship. I need it. I ain't gonna lie, Nar. I like how you thinking. That'd be wild. But I'm here for it. I'm just tired of seeing Clemson. Florida State Miami. Mm-hmm. I, I just hate I hate Clemson. I'll never pick anybody in my division besides Miami. So there you go. All right. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm gonna go with Miami, Miami Clemson. Miami Clemson. Okay. I'm gonna go Miami, Miami Clemson too. I think Florida State's probably like at least a few years out. I think Miami's closer. Now Clemson being the fourth ranked team in the nation, um, we didn't talk about them, but I do just want to uh, ask y'all's opinion real quick. Do y'all think this ends up being a bounce back year for them? And what do you think about DJ Ugalele, um going into this year? That boy's still uh, in college. I saw a lot of potential. He in that said that boy's still in college. Hey, he like that nigga Perry Ellis in Kansas. He about, he, I was just about to say, he about to be close as Perry Ellis, huh? That nigga Perry Ellis. Dude, was, he was a... He was a uh, true freshman when, uh, whatchamacallit was there, when Trevor Lawrence was there. That was Ugalele. Yeah. And yeah. he was there yeah, that, he was only that, that game. Yeah, he won that... He won that game at, uh, at uh, what was No, he lost that game. Perry Ellis probably only in college four Wait. years. It's still funny. Why that nigga seem like yeah, he didn't no, Perry, Perry, Perry Ellis is a grad assistant right now. About 35. <laughs> Perry Ellis was in there for about Yo. 35 years. That nigga was collecting you a pension. He was a... You think he was a true freshman when who was there? Lawrence Taylor? When no, true. <laughs> no, bro. He was. Remember when? Remember when Trevor Lawrence got COVID in 2020? Terry Ellis was a starting was a starting small forward when Paul Pierce was there, bro. You ain't lying. Hey, you ever seen one? Of, you ever seen one of the memes where it says like such and such played with such and such a son, and then he played with such and such a son. Perry Ellis, the only nigga on both lists. <laughs> <laughs> 
in college. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And, and his freshman year was when Wilt Chamberlain was at school. Damn, that's how I know it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, for real though. Um, DJ Ugalele, remember he started um that uh Notre Dame game against when Clemson played Notre Dame and uh what Trevor Lawrence had coached. Don't call the place. He did. Yeah, I mean, you know, but. I don't know. I mean, I think Clemson's getting this number four ranking, honestly, off of years prior and what they think they can do. But now they had a really good recruiting class too. I gotta see how many. Um, let's see, where, where is Clemson? So Clemson returning seventy-two percent of the starters off a team that won ten games. Mm-hmm. I mean. In your main position, quarterback, he's coming back. You expect him to take a leap. I, I don't think number four is, is too high because it's preseason. Um, anything can happen. I mean, I don't really see, in my opinion, but because I, I have, a, I, I can send you guys this list, but I have the list of the returning production. So I, I'm gonna tell you why I think it's too high, and there's a team that I think should be ranked number four. Um. I honestly think that Texas A&M should be in that number four spot. I think so, too. I think they proved to be a tougher team than Clemson last year. And I think, honestly, Clemson has, to me, to prove more that they're in the national championship conversation than Texas A&M does this year. Now, Texas A&M is, is replacing 10 starters. On Now, I don't know exactly. It's on out of the 22 mm-hmm. offensive defensive starters. You're yeah. replacing 10 of them. Okay. So I feel like that may play a role with Clemson only having to replace uh it looks like five. Okay. So I feel like those are things and that's why I say preseason, I don't have too much prejudice on it. Cause let's say Texas A and M comes out and they're firing out and they're smacking things. We know for a fact they're gonna shoot to number three, number two, number one, depending right. on what happens with those top three teams within the first two weeks. If they're handling business the way that you expect them to, and um, other teams like let's say Clemson is being they're winning, but it's pedestrian. We've seen that before. We saw it with Clemson last year. They're yeah. winning games, and people are steadily climbing them because they're blowing other teams out. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to chop it up a little bit about Clemson. Now, um, yeah. it, um, let's get back to the ACC uh, predictions real quick. Just uh, does anybody have? Any teams not named Florida State or Clemson winning the Atlantic? Mm. No, I mean North Carolina State. Yeah, uh, I, and Wake Forest. I, the Atlantic's going to be really competitive for 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 the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Really competitive. Facts, facts. I mean, even Louisville. Louisville's ranked. Uh, no, they're not ranked uh, right now. But Louisville, um, you, know, you got Wake Forest, NC State, Florida State, Clemson, um, well, Boston College, Louisville, and Syracuse sitting right out. And, you know, Louisville always has those up and down years, so we really never know with them. Uh, but I got to tell you, those four teams alone, any of them really can win the Atlantic. Now, the Coastal, I can't say the same about. Outside of Miami and Pittsburgh, 
in UNC is pretty dead in the water for the ACC. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I was so, going to disagree about Pittsburgh, but then I thought of now, actually, I, I don't know how they go be without Kenny Pickett. I, that, that's a, that's a my main thing. I don't want as their quarterback. So, mm-hmm. that Kenny Pickett loss is a huge loss. I agree with you. But you know, they retain they they retain the seventeenth uh, ranking in the preseason, so there has to be something there. I just don't know what. But we've also seen guys rank stink up the joint and start zero and two, and you know, they yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna personally go with uh, Miami in the ACC championship. Those are the two winners I have for the Coastal and the Atlantic, with uh, Florida State sitting right outside for the Atlantic, and uh, UNC sitting right outside of the Coastal. Word. All right. Well, shoot. Um, let's get to it. Let's get to the next conference. Um, the Big 12. Let me go to the Big 12. The depleting Big 12. Obviously, we know that uh, Texas and Oklahoma will be leaving for the SEC in 2024. Is that correct? 2024 or 2025? I believe it's 2025. Okay. It might so, be 2024-2025 season. I got to go back and check. Yeah. So we got, we got quite a few years before it happens, but still and all in all, um, Oklahoma, I think, are – Head and tall, the standing favorites to win this uh, conference for me. Um, Brett Venables, Nar, your guy, finally getting his first shot of being a head coach. Hey, bro, keep it gangster with you. I've been wanting Brett Venables to be a head coach since he was Mike Stoops' uh, defensive coordinator. He well, was a he was a, a assistant coach forever. I'm hip. And then from what I was hearing, it was like he he preferred being a defensive coordinator, but I guess after a while. You know what I'm saying? You start to feel like, all right, look, I can run this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of like that because it gives me that same feel that Kirby Smart had. People were saying year after year, ever since 2009, that first national championship, well, Kirby Smart should be a head coach. He, you know what I'm saying? He waited all the way up until I think he didn't leave till what was that? 2016? 16, yeah, 16. Yeah, 17. Was first. You're talking about almost seven, eight years before he felt like he was ready. And that's when I feel like you truly see guys who take that, take take the reins of a program when they've waited their time that they feel is necessary. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then they're truly ready to move on. So shout out to Venables. We'll see what he had. I'm, you know, honestly, I, because he was a defensive coordinator so long, now obviously you have to know offense in order to be a defensive coordinator. But I'm just interested to see what a Brett Venables, you know what I'm saying, team uh, offense would look like. Is it still going to be that same Oklahoma aired out type situation that we've seen since Sam Bradford? Even despite head coaching changes, it's been the same thing. Even Lincoln Riley was on Mark Stoops' staff as well. But is it going to be, you know what I'm saying, that same thing? Or are we going to see more back to the older days, you know what I'm saying, when it was – That's where I think we're going. Adrian Peterson and shit like that. And DeMarco Murray and – well, DeMarco Murray was with uh, Sam Bradford, but he still, you know what I'm saying, got a lot of work to him. To your point, defensive guys like a Brett Venables – Brent Venables – um, typically change the whole face out of a uh, out of out of a um, 
franchise or a college in general. You think about it. Yeah, Georgia always had a decent defense, but when I think of Georgia, I'm thinking A.J. Green. I'm thinking Matt Stafford. Now, today, they just had a legendary defense last year. Guys like Kirby Smart brought that in. You know what I'm saying? And, like, when you look at what Brent Venables is going to be able to do as far as recruiting, um, the proof is in the pudding for him. He's had some of the nastiest defenses of the last 20, 30 years down at uh, Clemson. So, you know, when I, with Spencer Rattler leaving, um, and that's just what I wanted to ask y'all about real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you y'all familiar with that? Because uh, he was a, apparently he was a quarterback at UCF, and he transferred. He's going to be the yeah. starter. So Gabriel, he was the quarterback. Not, apparently, when he was a true freshman in 2019, he completed 60 percent of his passes and averaged over nine yards per attempt that year. So. And the guy who's Oklahoma's uh, offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby, was offensive coordinator at UCF. For UCF, correct. While he was there, so when they when UCF went on that tear, um, he was supposed to be next up after a uh, what's that quarterback y'all inherited, Mike? That was his name. Uh, what the fuck, McKenzie? Mike, you still with us? What's his name, McKenzie? McKenzie Milton. Right. So. I mean, just coming from from a situation like like what UCF was doing, UCF was putting up points on the board, and I think this guy, uh, yeah, Mackenzie Miller, exactly. Um, you know, I I think that this QB that that Oklahoma has coming in is going to kind of be a bridge quarterback for them. I don't necessarily see him um, getting in that conversation that they've had with Heisman players, with or with Heisman uh candidates like they've had in the past, but you never know. I just don't know if that's the focus that uh, Coach Venables is really looking to put in that Oklahoma program. I think they're going to get back to that slower, nasty defense, running the ball a lot, um, that traditional Oklahoma-style offense that we've seen past. Now, the game has changed a lot, so obviously you have to implement some kind of uh, high-volume quarterback play, but with teams, we think about that uh, that game they played against, what was that, uh, Texas, they had a shootout with last year. Oklahoma had a shootout with. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about games like that, that kind of stuff, I don't think it's going to happen because Brent, uh, Coach Venable is going to have a much more disciplined defense. I just don't see that happening under his tenure. Um, so, you know, with him still being uh, somewhat in the South, Oklahoma is still somewhat in the South. I think he's still going to be able to corner the market as far as recruiting. He comes in with championship cachet. And I mean, he's he's one of them names. So depending on how many people he brought with him from Clemson, um, far as the coaching staff goes, you know, the sky's the limit for Oklahoma. But this year, again, it's one of those establishing years for for a, a steam program like Oklahoma. But I still think they can win the um, the Big Twelve regardless of that. So that's just uh, my thoughts on them. Uh, and obviously, the winners of the Big Twelve last year. Oklahoma State, if I'm not, yeah, Oklahoma State won the Big 12 last year. Um, you know, they're going to be sitting right outside too. And Baylor, Baylor's also another another uh, team that's uh, really really esteemed in in uh, Big 12 as well. But you know, uh, what do you think, Nar? Because I know you re- you were really big on Texas at one point. What's your thoughts on what Texas needs to do to build an exciting, um, attractive program to lock down Arch Manning? for that for sure signing to, to come to Texas in 2023? 
Um, I think a lot of it is going to ride on how uh, Quinn Ewers plays this year, who was the Ohio State transfer, who was, you know, the um, consensus number one quarterback um, of the 2021 uh, recruiting cycle. So seeing how he plays coming to Texas, what their offense looks like under Steve Sarkeesian, who mm-hmm. remember was the offensive coordinator at USC before he got the head coaching job there. And couldn't stop drinking and end up getting fired and went down to Alabama. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Texas. I thought he was off the pill. <laughs> hey, go ahead, Dad. I mean, it's Texas. Oh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so just to, you know what I'm saying, seeing what, what that offense looks like um, right now, they're predicted it to uh, be second to Oklahoma coming out of the Big 12. They're, they're predicting over- Texas to be second? Now, yeah. is that just an offense or overall uh, they predict them to be the second-best team? Yeah, in- right now it says uh, – Hell no. According to Vegas, uh, Texas and the Longhorns entered as favorites uh, to win the Big 12, and then uh, Hell no. Baylor and Oklahoma State are, are behind them. So, I mean, listen, Texas, they're over-under right now is eight-and-a-half games. Vegas predicts it. They'll have eight-and-a-half wins. So – I mean, like I said, to me, if you're talking about for the future, it's going to be about it's going to be about, be about offense. If Quinn Ewers can get this offense rolling, and he's who he's supposed to be, and it looks good, because um, defensively, I, I feel like that always comes down to most of the time, athlete, guys who are athletes with grit. You know, say as long as you have good coaches. Who put guys in the right position? You can get a, a good defense. You know what I'm saying? When you have guys that want to play, offensively, it's a lot to it. So your quarterback has to be really, really like that. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to win a national championship, we've seen that year after year. Um, recently, with, with the guys who've been dominant um, in the college football playoff, as far as the quarterback position, have tend tend to, you know, do fair fair pretty well. Uh, as far as the NFL goes, when you look at, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still trying to find his way, but the Deshaun Watsons, the, um, uh, uh, who am I thinking about, fellas? Uh, you talking about from Clemson? No, not just Clemson. Uh, Mac Jones. Um, I mean, I'm just talking about guys who, who, who who go from you know what I'm saying winning that national championship recently? We've just seen the quarterback play. Right. It's not like these guys aren't getting PT when they're getting to the league. These guys are now coming into the league and they're coming in league ready. You know what I'm saying? Most yeah. guys, yeah. Most guys. So uh, Joe Burrow. Joe. That's what I was thinking about. Thank you. That's the name that I could not remember. Joe fucking Burrow. So um, Justin Supo. Bad even if you yeah. want to go to to a, to a slider level, they got punished. But just to get to that level, uh, Baker Mayfield still just wanted a starting job. Whether whatever reason was, it didn't work out in Cleveland. Obviously, I mean, he, he won the Heisman, so exactly. And then, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying he gets cut, goes to another team, and wins a starting job there. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. the level of quarterback play in college football has obviously gone up tremendously in recent years. Um, so that's how I feel like that's that's what will set Texas apart if they can get that quarterback play this year. No, nah, for sure. I, I just I don't like overstepping, especially two teams that came uh, out of the Big 12 championship last year, like Oklahoma State and obviously the winners, Baylor. Um, probably for saying that Oklahoma State won last year, Baylor won last year. Uh, but but yeah, I, I just don't know that um, 
I would overstep them for a team in Texas that has been so up and down. And then um, there were high hopes on um, who was that quarterback's name, Nart, uh, that you were really uh, big on a couple of years ago. Who you talking about from, from where? From Texas. From Texas. Um, uh, uh, I mean, I wasn't really big on, him, but actually, he's doing pretty decent in the league now. Uh, he's a rookie. Uh, Ellinger, you talking about? Him? Yeah, uh, exactly. But yeah, I mean, they they now. haven't. The thing he's is, not Texas ET this year, but no hell no. But the thing is, like, truth be told, I think Texas. You want a quarterback for the Colts? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my thing with Texas is Texas hasn't really been able to establish an identity. Six for sure, and that's why I said their offense is going to be key. Are y'all going to be that aired out team? Do y'all have that quarterback? Do y'all have the coaches who can, you know what I'm saying, if you don't have a quarterback who can throw the guys open, do you have coaches who can scheme these guys open? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, But if there's anyone that can do it, it's Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, if yeah. there's anybody. For sure. Yeah. One million percent. Got to welcome my guy DJ Larry back to the pod. Larry, what's up with you, man? Man, 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 man. I apologize for coming through. Hey, DJ Larry, I don't know if I trust you. How did that, uh, what was he talking about? Did I, did I trust you in the NBA conversation? I don't know. I thought you were saying some wild shit. Nah, we were both agreeing that Earl was tripping for, you know, okay, respect his elders. Okay, I yeah. forgot who it was I didn't trust. It's somebody up your podcast I can't trust, bro. I can't trust you. <laughs> hey man, you welcome. Hey, y'all welcome to join early anytime when y'all want to invade our show, man, and you know, get some shit off, man. So it's all cool, man. So salute to my guys, Nard, Mike, Christian, Jeff. What's up? Ooh. Is Dale in, is Dale here? He's always yeah, he's in here talking. To ah, here we go. <laughs> Old man but Dale. That's is there? I, I personally Thanks, don't have a. Texas going. I think it's going to come down to Oklahoma in between Oklahoma State and Baylor. Are there any other teams in the Big 12 y'all think can possibly contend for the Big 12 or really, really make noise? Bro, Not who's just, all left what, in the Big 12? Kansas. I, I like the Jayhawks this year. Um, now, the Jayhawks went 2-10 and 10 last year. You like them to go. <laughs> let's, 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 let's slow our horses. Slow it's our horses. Who's left? Who's left? Who's left? Who's left? Yeah, <laughs> they've been right depleted. Now, um, you want that shit? The uh, right now in in the Big Twelve, there's West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, TCU, and Texas Tech. Um, um and last year only three teams won north of ten games. Everything else after that was five hundred or sub five hundred. That's tough, man, because you just mentioned Sarkeesian, but. Their quarterback, they got Ewers, Quinn Ewers, whatever his name is. Um, boy, he got a mountain of hell to deal with because next year is all about um, Archie Manning. Big Arch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Go, go ahead and get up out of here, Quinn. Yeah. I, th- I, I think we can go ahead and predict one thing for next year, and that's the Arch Manning will be starting. That's I mean, you unless, unless no, yes, we do. I was yes, saying, unless Texas goes on a undefeated streak and dude takes him to like the the big bowl like i don't it's arch bro like it's gonna take a natty to, it's gonna take a natty for him to keep that job <laughs> a natty so I'm no, a, a definitive on, bro. natty bro championship to be the starter next playoff. year Relax. I, look if he, i think if they if, if texas wins the big 12 they don't even have to make the playoff. If they if they get back, if they win the Big Twelve this year, they go ten and two. Dell, Dell, my my let me, brother. Let me, let, me, let me explain something. You only have one. Before, 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 before you go, like this, before you go, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dell, my brother, I just want to let you know, 
my brother. I watched Jalen Hurts put up a great career. He had one game he went down. They went with Tua and never looked back. So never you f- <laughs> and my dog came back and was That's in the and, and hold up. No one wants to mention it was so bad for Jalen. He even got a haircut to look like Tua to get his job back. <laughs> but he was always meant though. Yo, you funny for that. Chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. But listen. Hey, but look though, but look, Arch Manning is gonna have three years of eligibility after this year. So going into Quinn Ewer's Three. Second year, Arch Manning ain't playing a down of senior year football. No, not, not a chance. You only have three, so you got three years. So you give him the one year as a backup, then he'll have two years as a starter. Man, I'm sorry, bro. He started his freshman year. They sell it. They sell it. Hey, let me tell you something. Boy. The Brink truck has backed up in question. Texas. All right. Question. Question is when will Texas become part of the SEC? 2025. 25. So they're doing this after Arch leaves, basically. Well, no, no, he'll no. Have so one year he'll have one year. That, but they're talking about uh, a buyout. They're trying to uh, get a buyout. They're trying to get a buyout to get in there for the 2024 season. Well, I mean, season. If, if things go as planned, Arch will be just – he'll be just sliding away at that at that time. Because think about it. If he starts for 23 and 24, he'll probably be the first number one pick or top ten pick. He's out of there right before 25 hits. Yeah. So this is the biggest. These are these next couple of years are the biggest years in their program history, basically because basically. if if they don't get it, if they don't get it together now, because I mean you got the Manning name, you got yeah, yeah. And I got, I just want to put it out there that I am still not of the belief that Arch Manning plays a down for Texas football. That's just me. So who does he play a down for? I think he's playing somewhere in the SEC. I don't see him playing in Texas. I don't give a damn about the Steve Carsharkies thing. Till I see letter of intent signed. Oh, damn, because, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. Ain't he playing this year? SEC football be 25-26. 25-26. I personally don't think Arch Manning is playing at Texas. It says they'll join. They become league members July 1st, 2025. So, that means that first season will be 25-26. 24 So, yeah, technically, he it would be his – Last season, you know, so I'm I'm going oh, of the belief man. that Arch Manning ends up at no, no, a short. Be his junior year because you got 23, 24 would be his freshman year, 24, 25 his sophomore year, 25, 26 that would be his last year of eligibility or his so, last year of eligibility before he can leave early. I'm not throwing shit to the wall. I'm dead serious when I think this is possibly happening. I think Arch either plays for Georgia. Or when that uh when, now, when Georgia that, when was that, a big Georgia was a big big in the running, but uh, I'm I'm gonna give you another team that I think that Arch ends up playing North for Alabama Clemson no, hell no. Clemson. Mm. Think about it, Ugalele will be up out of there. It's Clemson, and it works because they're gonna be going to the SEC soon anyways. And even if they stay in the ACC, guess what? He's still gonna contend for national championships. Why yeah. not? I mean, same thing for Texas. And then you got to think what also comes into the factors, Earl. Texas, as far as revenue, is still the largest football program in the country. In an, oh, yeah, ain't even close. And I was going to say, man, especially now with not, the no, not Not that he needs the money, but when you, no. you got to yeah. think how rich people think. Rich people think that they need the money. That's how they stay rich. That's how they get richer. That's how you become, make mm-hmm. your family more prominent. So you're not going to go somewhere. Where you have the opportunity to win, but when you feel like, okay, 
this is still Texas. Right. All right. And if I believe now this this goes down to him also believing he he is him. You know what I'm saying? If he truly believes that he is him at the quarterback position, he's gonna think that he's gonna be him anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So if you're telling me that Texas is gonna be able to give me, let's just say eight million over three years, as opposed to if I go to Clemson, I might see three and a half. You know what I'm saying? Maybe four if we win a natty. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably going to go to Texas. But, Nard, this is also one of the few cases in history where the quarterback is, at the moment, the name and the hype of the quarterback is bigger than the school itself. Because if he goes to Clemson, Clemson is still Clemson. We all still expect Clemson to do 10-2 and two numbers or whatever gets the playoff. Same thing with Georgia at this point because – of what they've done the last well, couple of years. You're going to need 11 and 1 at the worst to get. Oh, no, no, no. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. My point is, Texas has been in the mud for over a decade now. Like, and 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 mud for them, for another school, it's like, okay, we're making bowl games, but mud for them, you know, they, they want to get back mm-hmm. to that Mac Brown glory. This is the biggest prospect they've had since. Oh, fuck they. Arch Manning's the biggest oh, prospect of any sport since LeBron. Ooh, wow. Give, hey. give me one that's more hype. Of any sport. Any sport. Listen, I don't know. I don't know, mm. bro. I don't know. My brother. I know. <laughs> hey, ho- hold on. My brother. Ooh. My brother. And I'm, I and I'm, know, taking, I'm taking my fandom. Ass- internationally known, my boy. Yeah. yeah. I might, I might have to go with Zion. Zion had Twitter. Yeah, yeah. dog. They had. <laughs> I, um, I ain't gonna even hold you. I'm not even being funny when I say this. Lonzo had. I mean, no, bro, hell no, Lonzo. Uh, no, not not. Maybe the ball. Maybe Lamelo. Here's why I think honestly, another. Now maybe Lamelo though. Zion may Zion may have been a little bit more hype. It's just because with basketball, you do get to play more often. You get to see the player more often. They're playing right. in their school winter leagues. They're playing in summer circuits. So these guys are always all over. AAU. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So whereas, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Arch Manning, he doesn't go to camps, number one. He doesn't go to any of the top recruiting camps, not a single fucking one of them. The only camp he goes to is the Manning Passing Academy. So outside of his high school football season, you don't see any of him playing football at all. So – I'm not saying so you pretty much just hype answered it yourself. Because, no, no, no. <laughs> but, I'm not saying, but here's what I'm saying, though. If Arch Manning, how uh, DJ Larry was saying, you know what I'm saying, Arch Manning going to uh, Texas, the player would be bigger than the school. I, I truly feel like wherever Arch Manning goes to school, he's going to be bigger than that school. You know what I'm saying? It's. Arch Manning playing at Alabama. It's Arch Manning playing at any fucking school you pick because of what his uncles have done before him, not because of his game. Mm -hmm. However, that is what the the, the difference is LeBron. He's he's a candidate. He's a candidate. Their own height. True, 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 true. true, Zion built their own height. Okay. Arch Manning's height is inherited height. It's inherited height. Mm -hmm. So, because that, that, that height comes with four Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? And then, well, that hype also is three generations of hype, too, because remember, his granddad. But then you got to remember the ghost of what never was. Apparently, his, his daddy dad. was the best one out of all three of them. So it's like... This that, little... That, yeah, his dad, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, that's his dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, you know, I just feel like no matter where Arch Manning goes, whether he ends up in Texas or whether he ends up in any other school, his name is going to be bigger than that school while he's there. Everything. Could you imagine if he went to Alabama, bro? You're expecting but as hype that he gets. You're expecting them to win the national. You think he becomes bigger than Saban and Bama? I can't. I can't bro. see that. I hey, really can't. I can't, and I'm, I can't see well, I'm sorry, bro. I think Listen, they. I, I'm. I'm agree with Narsla. I Alabama think turned into the Tua show overnight. Yeah, but I think and it's that was, and that, was, that, was, that, was that was the hype off. And here's what I'm saying: the reason that it is is because you don't see these. Even a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence didn't come into Clemson with the hype unless you are a cold-blooded college football fan, then of mm-hmm. course obviously you knew about him. But he got that hype truly after he his went during his freshman year going uh, as he progressed into the NFL. He <coughs> built that hype in college. Arch Manning's hype Nigga, that shit started around ninth grade. Arch Manning, low key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so no, by the time we actually get to see him, primetime, ESPN, everybody gets to watch this kid this is this is now the next Manning. It's going to have that same... People are going to have that same expectation that they had for Peyton Manning five years ago for Arch Manning next year. To, to, to Narge as far Park, as, when you as think far about the it. comparison of what you expect him to do against the competition that he's going against at that point in time. And, and you know what's crazy, Nar, as you say that, as I'm thinking about <clears> it for real, we have low-key, as, as, as sports fans, talked about Arch Manning more than we did the number one pick in the NFL draft this year. So you may not necessarily be wrong on that. That 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 outside of maybe the Bama brand. See, I agree with Nard, right? I agree with I what he's saying. He, he, but, he, but the thing is, to me, it. to me, Clemson has built themselves to a household name. I feel like no, Texas, they have. And I feel but like Texas is still people know of Texas, but let's be real. Like Texas over the last couple of years, you know, I haven't they, done anything. And they've been like how Nebraska was, where it's like everybody knew about Nebraska in the late 90s, early 2000s. Now it's like, okay, what's up? So I feel like when you mentioned (laughs) Bama, Georgia, Clemson, some of these schools, Mm -hmm. I feel like schools that have a pedigree to this nature over the last 20 years, like, I'm just not, I'm not convinced that he's going to be bigger. It's going to be a great moment, but I feel like that's why he is going to Texas, because it is I'm going to Texas. I'm going yeah. to, you know. He, he couldn't go to a school that couldn't handle what's going to come with the media of having exactly. an arch man. Exactly. There's no way possible. Exactly. But, and it's the it's the narr- it's the the storyline. Yeah, it's exactly what yeah. it is. So, because if he goes to Bama and wins two championships, loses one, right? Mm-hmm. It's still, okay, he won two national championships. But if he goes to Texas and wins one it's Vince Young on steroids. You will yeah. never, yeah, yeah, you will yeah. never hear the end of it. But I because he, why he'll, I feel he'll like be in the line. All right, so of, so tell me this, Cade mm-hmm. Klubnik. What about him? Who is he? I, I don't know. Did you don't know? know? Connor Weidman. Don't know. Mrs. Ty Weidman's son. Don't, don't know. know. <laughs> Drew Alar. Don't know. But these are all. These were all 2022. There were only four of them. Those are the 2022 five-star quarterbacks. Cade Klubnik is going to be presumably the starter if DJ Ugalele even fucks up once at Clemson. Connor Weigman, same situation at Texas A&M. Ty Simpson, I think him and Eli Holstein, or whoever that other quarterback is, or not, or, or not Eli Holstein, he's coming in next year. Um, Bryce has a pretty much lockdown in Alabama, so mm-hmm. 
but he's just another five star. And Drew Allar is supposed to be the five star uh, who's going to be starter at Penn State this year. So all I'm saying is these are all guys that you have no clue who those guys are. But those are the so, five star guys that make their name, and then they get that hype once they come in. What I'm saying is, nigga, Arch Manning is going to be a senior in high school this year. Everybody in the country knows who he is, and he's going to come in with that hype. That's what I'm saying. The guys, mm. his hype is different because these guys have already finished their years, been recruited, about to start, and y'all have no clue who the fuck they are. This nigga, has, he, he, his last time he's played was his 11th grade year in high school, and we're talking about him as if he's in the NFL but, as far as the, the hype around his name. So that's what I mean when I feel like no matter where he goes to school, bro, Arch Manning is bigger than that school because it's not about who he is as a player, bro. All the all five-star players come and go every year. But with him, it's different. And it, it doesn't – I think y'all are trying to equate it to the level of play that brings the hype. You know what I'm saying? Certain You're talking about a Manning that's coming themselves. to the show. And, and, and I have a counterpoint to that when you get done, Nart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just feel like his uncle's built his hype for him. So for him – for for other players who had to do it themselves, it's just that they may have had that same hype, but it wasn't really until they were going into, like, I, I feel like Zion w- was crazy, of course, but he wasn't really all over nationally until right before he was about to go to Duke. You know what I'm saying? That 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 that, that summer before his freshman year that when everybody, year. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, was really going his line. It was okay. it was that matchup that against summer, uh, the Ball Brothers going from junior junior year to senior year. That summer tra- travel mm-hmm. season was the na- the year he blew out. And his senior season, everybody was at all his games. And at that point, he was household name because he was on his highlight was every day. I just thought for Arch Manning, it's just, happen- it's just happening quicker because it was already built. It's been brutal. it was written. It's just, yeah, but yeah. here's but here's my counterpoint to it, and I don't think this is a hot tag. I think this is just true. I feel like when it comes specifically to college football, I feel like it's one of those things where your name doesn't mean anything until we see you play. And when Tim- it comes, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. In nine in 99.9% cases, because if you go on as a Florida fan, if I go back to 06 or I go uh, back to 08, right, and I look and I say, oh, okay, it's Tim Tebow, and there's some guy on the, you know, that we just got as a prospect. His name is Cam Newton, right? In hindsight, it's like, oh, it's it was Cam Newton, right? But, you know, back then it's like, who? why we care? We got Tim Tebow. But I feel like this particular situation with Arch, it's because of the fact that, we know who he is because of his, you know, his lineage. And, I mean, I would say the same thing would happen with Bronny in college if he decides to go to college or if they, you know, raise the rules to where he can go straight to the NBA. No, it's not being changed. That, that, Bronny's okay. going to college. Okay. So. Here's why I think it would be different for Bronny, though, bro, is because basketball is such a singular sport. No, no, no. You <laughs> cannot get help from any – like, don't get me wrong, your team can help you win – but you get exposed so much faster in basketball than football. No, so you know I mean, football is like, all so, Russell. True, 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 true. So my point that I was getting to is that in college football, I still feel like we're we've not reached a point where we're going to get that where it's like okay, it's the player. It's really about 
the program and the coach. Because again, once again, we knew about Tua, right? But again, Jalen Hurts had just won a national championship. Like literally. He did. But I, I think the difference in, in 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 what's going on here versus even we mentioned the Tim Tebow. Tebow didn't garner nearly this amount of coverage before he stepped on Florida's campus. He no. didn't. It didn't happen. It, no. it only happened after hey, we saw. He came play. in after 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 the Leak Brothers. I, I, I would it. venture to say, Leak Brothers, Arch, Arch could have a mid-tier Sam Howell esque college football career, and some team is going no, to draft. No, no, listen, what I'm saying some team is going to draft him no later than the third round. No. Absolutely not. A, a, first of all, Sam, Sam, Sam Howell went what? The first round, right? Did he not? South Carolina, right? Let's yeah. Find, let's find out. Let's find out. It says Sam Howell. Sam Howell got drafted in the first round. Uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell didn't go in the first round. He went in the yeah. fifth round. Fifth round. Okay. Now, who, who what was that quarterback that was drafted in the first round? Pickett. Uh, Pickett. Okay. My fault. Kenny okay. Pickett. Yeah. He can have a Kenny Pickett-esque career. And I guarantee you, so they didn't even draft them. Malik in the first round. Yeah, yeah no, and, I, and, I, and I and I feel that you know what I'm saying. Respect off, off of the name. It wasn't OC, and that's all. And that's why I'm there's, saying. There's, I there's, there's a lot of variables that play into that as well. Like, who's what's the quarterback class he's coming out with? Like, is there, is there hella talent? Because there's no way he's touching top three round if there's talent around him. And if it's a if it's a quarterback class like this year, which is why Kenny Pickett went first. Where it's nothing but I I see what Earl is saying though. First of all, watch your mouth. Oh, but I see what I see what Earl's saying though because I see what he's saying because if you look at it, they're gonna take a chance off the name and just to you know build more buzz around the franchise, even if it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, we saw them sign Tebow six years or eight years after they've been out of the league. We know Jacksonville will make some kind of move. What I'm saying, so the teams that are always perpetually at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, the Houston Texans, the Jaguars, you name them, right? He, he getting drafted, regard. He'd have to drafted. stink up the. Yeah, he get drafted, drafted, but I don't think he can have a mid, a mid career with a, well, a good what draft, I meant a is good draftees it, around him and someone still reach. That's fair. Well, shoot, man, I let's think, get on to I the Big Ten. I think we labored on the Big Twelve. Uh, hey, that boy got to prove it for me. <laughs> let's get to the right. let's get to the Big Ten. Um, it was crazy, you know. We talked about Arch Manning more than we did the damn Big Twelve. <laughs> let's that's, get to that's the, the Big Ten. That's the Big Twelve, dog. It's like yo, the only dang. thing to talk about. All right, so in the Big Ten, uh, obviously we got Michigan coming back, trying to get back into the playoffs. Ohio State trying to reclaim their their uh, their stake at the uh, top of the throne, the Big Ten, and Michigan State sitting out. All those teams went eleven and two. In the regular season, or uh, I'm sorry, ten and two in the regular season last year, and then um, ended with one bowl win each, along with uh, Michigan obviously uh, taking that next step and uh, losing in the playoffs. Um, I'm looking at the landscape of the Big Ten now, and I think we're gonna stay. In my opinion, we're gonna stay with the same three suspects of who would win the Big Ten. Obviously, with Iowa coming in at fourth, that that should be how this shapes up, but. There's a team I want to talk about, Penn State. Um, it, it is this a make it or break it year for um for for, for uh no James Franklin no 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Talk to me. What you got better? You said what? Because you was in the projects before him. After well, Joe they Pagano were in the... And the rapist, you was in the projects. Well, to, to I be mean, fair, okay, you went from the projects to, like, nigga, Section, section 8. eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you doing better than Section 8, bro. You live, you bro, live they went 7 to 6 last year. They went 7 to 6 last year. They went 7 to 6 last year. 7 to 6 in his what year? Early? His what year? Uh, oh, right. Fifth or six. They went 4 and 5 the year before that. Jesus Christ. And the year before, now that was the COVID year, but still, still the same thing. No, somebody else won. Uh, And then the year prior to that, they went 11 and 2. Okay. Right. But what does that show you? Downhill, my nigga. Downhill. All right. I think the pink slips are going to start to get warmed up this year if he doesn't finish at least 9 and 3. Yeah, 9 and 3. If James uh, Franklin doesn't go nine and three, Michigan. Uh, bro, yeah. pull up their schedule. I mean, so let's go, let's go uh, to the schedule. Up. All right, up. so they're opening up with Purdue. Then they're gonna uh, they're gonna open up at Purdue. Ohio comes to them. Um, then they go to Auburn. Loss. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Now, I'm not gonna lie. It already sounds like um, two and one. <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, Central Michigan comes to them. Northwestern. Then Michigan comes into town. Yeah. That's another L. Minnesota comes in. Uh, they go to Minnesota. Mm. Yo, quiet is kept. Don't sleep on Minnesota or Purdue. Yeah, I, I don't think I was. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Minnesota comes to them. Uh, they're actually mean. traveling to the big house to play uh, Michigan. Yeah, ain't no yeah, big house no more, man. They got to come up with a new name. They ain't the big house. No um, then they go, then then uh, Ohio State comes to them. Lost. That's an L. Uh, Indiana. Possible L. I'm not gonna lie. Indiana yeah, they, they be fire right. last year. Uh, yeah, they may be all right this year. Um then Maryland comes to them, That's Rutgers, tough. and they close out with an ass whooping from Michigan State. I'm telling you, they're gonna be they're, losing, State. So they're going eight and four. Mm. Yeah, eight and four might get them up out of here. I I don't know. I don't think eight and four should get you up out of here though. I feel wow. it's eight and four gets you out of here when you just went seven and six. And then what was that the year before? Earl? Four and five. Four and five. Like, come on, bro. All right, all right. I can throw out. I can be realistic and throw out the COVID year. No, because somebody no, I'm not won. Throwing out no somebody year. won. Somebody else won. It's not. It's, it's, yeah, somebody won. I feel you. I feel you. I'm not throwing I mean, that out. Nigga, you went like four and five. And there were coaches that were fired after the COVID year. Just an FYI. I mean, I I see what y'all are saying, but I mean. It could be a lot worse, bro. Like it's all. I mean, granted, you can't. Can you find somebody else? Sure. And if you have, and if you can find somebody else, great. But if the brother goes eight and four, I mean, in Lexus, are we are we saying this because, um, what's my man's name? Was it Mel Tucker from Michigan State? Mm-hmm. He had that great year last year. Well, yeah, and so. he just got paid 150 of them smackaroos. Yes, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, is he kind of making the block hot where Penn State's kind of like, all right? No, man. I don't think it has nothing to do with that. I think it has okay. to do with the fact that Penn State is a uh, it's a prestigious school. It's an all time uh, legendary school in the college football. They they are they are. It's an all time legendary school. They they are they, they are. are they are. I ain't gonna they lie. Are. Like I mean, they they, I. 
they're, I'm not putting them up there, but I, they, they I are. outside of my personal bias. The, the work gotta, that Joe Paterno did on the football field, record-wise. Damn, there's no way I can spend that. Um, the work that the work that was work done. You put it put it on the defensive side. Oh my gosh. Joe Paterno was a great coach and <laughs> Florida the got him out of here. Oh, no, 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 no! I don't want to edit. 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 No. Please, 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 he was a riot in the post game showers, though. But anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo. I would never interview that nigga on post game press conference. <laughs> Woo! Um. Oh yeah, and there will be additions to post game press conference uh, for our listeners this season. Just FYI. Wow, you already know it. There will. Um. But back, back, back to. Uh, well, I don't even want to say the word back. Anywho. Um, god return- damn. <laughs> <laughs> Returning uh, to this conversation about Penn State. Um, again, Minnesota's a sleeper team in the Big Ten. Um, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan should be running with it. Um, and then Indiana, again, Nar, you and I have been uh, been singing about Indiana's praises since last year. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be settling to go back to mediocrity. Um, I think they're going to do well within their rights to fight for whatever they can to make that next step. Yeah, I mean, and if they got a step on a Penn State, they just got to get stepped on. James Franklin's won his conference, his won his division one time in eight years. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. Kansas has been head coach for like eight seasons. So, eight seasons. Earl, Earl, I'm gonna take back everything I just said because I just realized that not the only Little Brown was there for like two years, right? Cal and UCLA are both coming to the Big Ten, so mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna have to get it together. I take back everything. Else. No, no, Cal, Cal's Cal not coming to the Big Ten. USC. USC and UCLA. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Cal, UCLA. Cal, still a California yeah. school, but, but Yeah. The Bruins um, and Trojans. Yeah. I, the only sleeper team that I have this season counting for the uh, for the Big 12, for me, is just going to be Minnesota. And I want to see what Wisco does, man. I, I want to see if Wisco gets back into the fight for the Big 12, for the Big 10. Um, I really do. I want to see what they do. But um, recruiting-wise, I mean, I, I'm obviously excited to see what Mel Tucker does uh, coming off of his big payday, um, you know. But Michigan State, as far as athletics, has always had a uh, level of excellence that they strive to have. So they've never been a consistent pedestrian team. They may have some years where it doesn't work out the best for them, obviously with Coach D'Antonio's uh, – uh, last year there, but I mean, shoot, they picked up the ball, did it well, had one of the best running backs in the country last year. Um, they're going to be missing. Uh, but, you know, even if coming into the 15th ranking, it doesn't put too much pressure on them to try and compete for a playoffs this year, but it does say, you know, hey, we are still here, still fighting to get in this thing. But between Ohio State and Michigan, I think they need to win one of those games. Um to 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 really make a statement, um, but it was crazy. They got a juggernaut. Listen to this. So they start out with Western Michigan and Akron, then they play Washington, uh, Minnesota, Maryland's a scratch off game, Ohio State, Wisco, Michigan, Illinois, 
and then close out with Rutgers, Indiana, and Penn State. That's a gauntlet. Did you really say West Coast for Wisconsin like people were supposed to know that? People don't know that Wisconsin's called Wisco? Nope. No. Nope. I really didn't. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah. No. Well, yes. <laughs> Wisconsin. Um, Michigan. That, that, that in itself right there, that's arguably one of the hardest three-game stretches of the year in college football. It truly is. I don't understand how kids end up in Wisconsin. Like, I'm not going to play college football there. Well, I, I mean, mean, Wisconsin's always been a level of – Wisconsin's never really been a trash team. They've always been in the conference for bowl. And you got to remember, Nard, it ain't but so many D1 schools in uh, – Yeah, true. I guess it's in, in, in America. And then, you know, with uh, with the if talent bed of Florida – I'm getting recruited by somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, but look, though, with Hopefully the talent bed of, with, uh, of, of Florida – the Carolinas, Georgia, Texas, Bama, Missouri. It's so many high schools like we talked about before. Bro, it's go it's going to go somewhere. Florida. You said what? I'm going to if I'm going to Wisconsin, I might as well go to South Florida. I ain't going to win a national championship either way. Yeah. Ever. Well, maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll ultimately see. But uh now we'll ultimately see, doesn't it? Between Ohio There's not State. gonna be enough five stars that's gonna live that's gonna be at uh yeah, fuck them. It's gonna be in, in Wisconsin, bro. No, it's of course not. Happen. But but to be honest, man, that that five star conversation is so skewed. Uh you did say you get the ass on the field. It, it, right. We've seen a lot of five stars fall flat on their back. Yeah, right. I, I feel that, but most of the time. Yeah, most of the time it's right. If, if you get five of them in a year, three of them are gonna be life changing. Yeah, that's true. But again, a whole team ain't made up of five stars. That's why the whole the whole train has to work together. Um, Michigan, can they repeat as Big Ten champs this year and get back into the playoffs? They finally got the yes. Monkey. What's the name? Finally got the monkey off his back. Um, John Harbaugh or uh, Jim Harbaugh finally got the monkey off his back and beat Ohio State after what has it been eight years? No, Something six years. Like six, 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 six years. Um, you finally got that. Oh, it was. Although he should have beat, uh, he got kind of hold against Ohio State one year, but that don't excuse the other four. So. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. This year, seven um, for him, I believe. But Ohio State comes in with the uh, number two ranking in the nation. Um, Rightfully so. They're opening up with a gut punch right out the back, getting Notre Dame uh, as the primetime game on Saturday. Uh, man. Nah, I ain't going to say man. That's that's going to be a really good uh, game. Notre Dame got a new head coach, my boy. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know that you Brian know, Kelly you is know, being you know there. You know if you know what he's doing? Do we know he doesn't? Do we know that he does? Do we know he doesn't? Do we know that he does? I can't look at him uh, uh, pessimistically. Or they wouldn't have hired him. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, Notre Dame, obviously, the number two uh, team in the nation. I don't know why I can't talk tonight. Uh, opening up with Notre Dame. And then, uh, I'm sorry, Ohio State, the number two team in the nation. Opening up with uh, Notre Dame, Arkansas State, Toledo, uh, Wisconsin. For all my Wisco haters in the back. 
uh, Rutgers, Michigan State. Don't nobody hate Wisco. We just didn't know what that was, bro. (laughs) Iowa, Penn State, Northwestern, (laughs) Indiana, Maryland, and they close, obviously, against Michigan like they do. You're Earl, not E40. Relax, okay? You can't come up with your own fucking lingo, whatever the hell you feel like. I'd be cool. I'd be cool, man. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Want to come up with his own lingo? Do babble, 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 babble. Uh, that being said, both uh, Michigan and Ohio State went eight and one in the conference. What did Michigan? Who did Michigan lose to in the conference last year? It was a. Who did they lose to? Nart. Nart. It's Nart with sports. Um, who did they lose to last year? Oh, Michigan. Yeah. In 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 the conference, was it Iowa? Uh, did they even have a loss? Yeah, in the conference they did. Um, I'm about to tell you right now. They lost to. Uh, it would help if I knew. Uh, shoot, I cannot find it right now. Listeners, I'm not going to keep y'all waiting. Nonetheless, uh, both Michigan and Ohio State went 8-1 and one and Michigan State coming in 7-2 last year. I think it's probably going to bode the same this year. Uh, between Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, somebody's taking a loss to somebody um, between those three. And I think uh, one of their losses in the conference each come from each other. Iowa has the biggest chance to do it without them. Um, but, again, Iowa... You know, they start off really hot, and for some reason, right around Halloween, they shit to bed for about two weeks and end up uh, bowl eligible sitting right outside of the championship game, and that's just the Iowa story. So, um, can I get predictions? Who do we have uh, representing the East and the West in the Big Ten championship game? I think Michigan uh, beat the tough. Okay. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know how I feel on the Ohio State. Okay, number two team in the nation, but Michigan's sitting not too far behind at eight. Uh, Nar, what about you? Uh, give me. Uh, obviously, I like Ohio State. Ohio State's from the West, right? Um, no, they're no, in, it's legends, isn't it? Legends or leads? Leaders or whatever. Yeah, no, they're in the East. Michigan and Ohio State are in the East. Oh, they changed that dumbass shit that they used to have. Yeah, so in the East, it's Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers. And in the West, it's Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin. I'm gonna Illinois, be honest, Iowa. Hold on, go through that West again. Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin. So I'm gonna say Earl, Michigan, Wisconsin for me. And Penn, so Penn State, Michigan State. Ohio I don't like State, that. And, and Michigan are all in the same division. All in the same. And yeah, I don't like. Yes, that. sir. It's too. It's too, it's too heavy. Damn. That's too heavy of a division. Yeah. Too clunky. Yeah. And see, this is why the Big Ten needs just structuring, restructuring overall. And if and if I'm them, not the UCLA and USC are powerhouses. Obviously, USC coming in would be a powerhouse. But you have to put both of them in the West, and then shift two teams up from the West to the East. Yeah, so I'll probably put Illinois in the East, and I'll probably put uh, Purdue in the East. 
No, oh, is it Ohio State more east than uh, where's Purdue at? Um, where's Purdue? Purdue is in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely Ohio State would have to go to the east no, or to Ohio, the west. No, Ohio State's already in the east. Yeah, they're in the east. That's what I would send two yeah. teams to the east. I would send hold on, Purdue hold on. to the. Oh. I would send Purdue to the east, and I would send uh, Illinois to the east with USC and UCLA coming in. So, I mean, yeah, because I mean, Indiana's already in the east. So mm-hmm. that would make sense. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy though. Yeah. That's crazy that what's also crazy is that a team like Maryland is in the same conference as a team like USC and they're about six thousand miles from each other. Right. Or however far they they're are. not six thousand miles. Not six I was being exaggerating. Facetious though. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Jeez. That boy was ready with his encyclopedia. They're not six thousand. Not a chance. It's 3,582. <laughs> it's closer to 3,000 than fuck to both of y'all. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck you too, Mandark. Anywho, uh, so let's get over to, to the... Uh, <laughs> do we have to talk about the Pac-12? Uh, uh, yeah, we do. We don't have to if y'all don't want to. We, have, we got it. All right, let's at least... All right, all right. How about this? How about we do it like this? Y'all mm-hmm. think anybody out the Pac-12 coming out of uh, Pac-12 and going to be in the playoffs next year? There's no. one team. There's one team that I think has a shot. Who? Utah. Oregon, but no. Utah. I don't know if I trust you, Oregon God, losing. Yeah, y'all uh, need to say the same team so we could have kept moving on. <laughs> I, I don't, because, because here's the thing. We can't ignore Utah is still the number seven ranked team in the nation. And they are for a reason. True, they they were really good last this year. This ain't love, Jones. It ain't about the possibility of things. They ass ain't coming out to fuck the Pac-12, all right? Why, why not? They won the Pac-12 last year. That, who who gives up? Wait, hold, 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 hold on. Cincinnati was in the playoffs last year. What are we trying to accomplish here? What are we trying to accomplish here, brother? What are you trying to accomplish bringing their name up? Because you said who's going to win the Pac-12, and we're talking about the number seventh ranked team in the nation. No, I, 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 I didn't say they couldn't win the Pac-12. God bless them. They probably couldn't. They no, probably Dale said who's going to come out of the Pac-12 and go into the playoffs. In the playoffs. Oh, uh, Utah's the only Utah's the only uh, team that has. A yeah, I mean, last year they were ten and like four, said, eight nobody. one in the conference. Um, yeah, I do agree with you, Earl. If they if they're dominant, then they can do similar what Cincinnati did last year. And it's so awkward thinking of a power five team as basically like a. Thank movie. you. This well, is why we need to expand the playoffs to eight because I don't like. I, I could see that happening if Utah. Uh, let me see their schedule right quick. But if they can pull a, uh... well, they open up with Florida, and I think they're going to go into <laughs> never mind. Whoop. No, no, I think they're going to go into Florida and whoop them. I do. It's going to be well. Let me not say whoop. It's going to be a close pardon. game. I beg I your pardon. Know, I, know, I know you a Gator, brother, but I got to be honest with you. I don't think that Larry, y'all are better for not you this in your year. life, bro. Yeah, Larry, I this too, bro. Why you don't just come down south, man? Come exactly. to the state. You already in the state of Miami. We just let y'all have that little piece up top. I ain't gonna lie, that is like that one piece of corner in your yard that you can't get with the uh with the lawnmower. You should be like, <laughs> nah, you can't even get it with the edger. My brother, Dale, Dale, who's your team? In Gainesville. Let me let me let me help you out, Larry. Let me help you out. Deep and devoted, as everybody hey, else hey. in this podcast except for Mike, Hurricane fan. Hey, hey, Christian, what's it all about? The you. The fuck? Hey, Nar, what's it all about? 
The motherfucking you. Hey, Dale, what's it all about? The you. Damn right. So just hey, yo, understand, Mike. you want you want hop. Mike ain't here to help you. He a Florida State fan. Mike, Mike, uh, no, kick, uh, okay, he'll well, kick you in the shit. Since, since, since Mike ain't here, I'm just gonna say, you know, I see I see cocaine is still doing well. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Hey, so. let me tell you something. Hey. Man. <laughs> ain't so, not, what? Ain't, so what, brother? Ain't <laughs> you can pray for stripping abortion. Well. Yo, but abortion bro. was legal. Where is he going, bro? See, all right. Okay, so they open up with Florida, and then after that, they go to Southern Utah. They got San Diego State. Uh, that's a 10 p.m. game, so we know I'll be up for that one. Um, <laughs> they got Arizona State. Which, look, man, Herm may do some things this year, man. Herm, Herm, Herm. Uh, salute to Herm, legend. I'm going to give Herm this, man. He definitely, what an organization. Yeah, but I want to take Arizona State ain't going to do shit next year. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Dad, why, why, why all this violence, brother? I saw you. Shout out to Herm, though, bro, because it could have been much worse. It could have been much worse. Shout out to Herm. Shout out to Herm, man. Arizona State could have been much worse. They've, they've had That's fair. They've, they've had spurts of competitiveness. And, and yeah, and they went 8-5 and five last year. Like, That's what I said. They've had hey. spurts where you're like, oh, Arizona State might do something to pack up. Then they lose a big game. But it's like they, they still – at the end of the day, won more games than they lost. And you're talking about a nigga who's, you know what I'm saying, obviously, you know, heading towards the end of his coaching years. So Right. After being off coaching for like 12 years. So, um, you know, salute to Herm Edwards. And that's crazy to, you know, be an older man. You usually see those older guys transition over to uh, to the NFL. But for him to still get out there and be recruiting, that is, that's a young man's game. Unless you're a guy like a Nick Saban Fair who travels G5 certification. Um, he still got the Concord jet man. On the G six. In the G six. You're right, brother. My fault. Man, my dog Herm legit left his comfortable position and post. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On T and where, decided where to go back him. to coach. He a real one. Like I, I mess with him. But listen, I, I again I think Arizona State will be uh competitive in the Pac twelve too. Um but what I'm real interested in, NAR, USC, man. Let's 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 talk about it. They rank number 14. They obviously have a real shot to win the uh, Pac-12 this year. And coming off the bat, I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley, man, you know, he's in a situation where his his coaching style, this fits perfect for a West Coast uh, type of team. Talk to me a little bit about what you think Lincoln Riley, uh, you and Larry and Christian um, and, and Dale, like what y'all think Lincoln Riley's going to come in there and do as far as uh, – uh, his first year at USC. <clears throat> Biggest game we got on there. He's got two big games. Uh, they close at Notre Dame on November 26th. Oh, no, Notre Dame comes there on November 26th. And then they got a matchup at Utah. That will be a 7-14 matchup if the rankings stay the same today. So just a little bit, man. What do, what do y'all think about what Lincoln Riley's going to do with all those transfers from Oklahoma? Uh, best case scenario, 10-2. Um reality probably eight and four i'd say okay i mean I, I do think that even though he is going to a quote-unquote lesser conference i do think that he might be in for a wake-up so i'm not just gonna be over the moon you know i do respect lincoln riley but i i'm one of them guys man i gotta see it you know what i'm saying i have to see mm-hmm. it happen so i'm gonna say eight and four but if he goes ten and two i wouldn't be just you know shocked or surprised right. um 
I do think we are in a time, though, like where I think USC is due for their comeuppance, especially because Stanford was doing their thing for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see better results. But, I mean, listen, USC fans are just like Texas to me. They've been in the mud for so long. So if they go 8-4, and four, that fan base is ultra happy. So True, true. They're not too many years off of a Rose Bowl appearance against uh, uh, Mich- was it Michigan they played against the Rose Bowl. If I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, but I mean, it's that, been, was that Michigan? Was that, was that, that the about the, the, the Darnold years? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, that was about five five years ago. So yeah. Not, yeah. not too bad, but but you know, at one point USC, you know, USC was USC. They were so. national championship contender. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Christian, what about you? Uh, did did you catch any uh, Oklahoma games last year? I know you're more dialed into the East Coast uh, college football. I mean, well, I only say it because, you know, Lincoln Riley was there, obviously, um, and, 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 you know, was running up points on the board. Not much defense, but uh, running up many points on the board last year. I just didn't know if you had any background. But if it's okay, that's cool. We can um, head over to Z. What do, what do you think that Lincoln Riley and his uh, incoming transfers are going to do at USC this year? Not yet. Okay. That is Dale with the news. No, Nardo. I mean, all right, all right, all right. For like, I think Lincoln Riley is going to – Improve them. They probably could win. I think it's the South, right? I think yeah. they could win yeah, the South and maybe South. go against Utah in the Pac-12. But when I say ain't shit, I just I don't feel like they could represent. No, they they can't. Utah's in the South of, as well. Oh, okay. Well, they go. I, they I, would I, potentially go against Oregon or Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Washington or Stanford. You could have just stopped at Oregon, but anyway, I think that them and Oregon could could play against each other. If they don't lose to Utah, you know, obviously they got to beat Utah to come out of the South. But aside from that, like, bro, like, I, I just, I don't see any anything in the Pac-12 that makes me scared that may, they might take a playoff, playoff spot. And college football now is all about the playoff spot. If I don't see it, like, I just got to say they ain't going to do shit. See, I'm gonna be honest with you. Let's put a let's put a pin in what you said there, Dale. That's one thing that I am not like about. Uh, and Nar, we're gonna come to you right after. Uh, just what you think Lincoln Riley uh, would do in his first year at USC. But that's what I don't like about the playoffs. Is I feel like it took the importance of the grand scheme of college football overall. We got some feedback somewhere, uh, Larry. That might be you. Yeah, okay. sound like. Um. But, yeah, like, I think that the playoffs are taking the importance of every Saturday for college football to me because everybody's just looking forward to it. It's either you made the playoffs or you ain't shit. And I, I'm that's the only thing that I don't like about the playoffs um, because even when we had a singular national championship game, you still used to look forward to the New Year's Six Bowls or you used to look forward to bowl season in general. But I feel like since the playoffs have gotten there, they have watered down bowls so much and have watered down the regular season if you're not competing for a national championship that, I don't know, it just, what you said, Dale, really struck a chord with me, man. And, I, and I'm, I'm just, that's one thing I'm not a fan of with these playoffs. Well, I mean, I understand that you feel that way. But it is what it is. Anyways, uh, we got the playoff player, and that's what it's all about. I mean, if it was, if it was the BCS, we still weren't picking out the Pac-12, so I, I don't get, you know, so, I don't understand your, you, you know. Well, my thing is yeah, this. Like, remember, remember, remember how much we used to look forward to the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, um, 
And it's not to say that we don't watch those bowl games, but they just don't weigh as heavy with this playoffs. Anymore. Now, is that the I fault mean, yeah. of the programs or is that the fault of the, the companies like ESPN, CBS, and, and the like? Well, ESPN has all the Ain't no like. It's just them two companies. That's yes. what I'm saying. So, I mean, I feel like... I feel like there's more so on the companies and them projecting this because I'm not gonna lie to you. If they if they promote the other bowls more than they do, you know, we wouldn't be having jokes as we do, you know. So I feel like that's on them to to do that because even with the playoffs, we all realize it's only it's it's still what six right now, four, four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all right, we're not even at eight. Or whatever at that at this point, so we we're still limited with four. So it's only four teams that's gonna make it. So I still feel like it's your job to properly promote the New Year's Six bowls and not just them, but the other bowls as well, just to show the importance of hey, this team made it to a bowl while everybody else is at home chilling. You know, so I I don't know. It's a it's a catch twenty two, but I still feel like ESPN CBS should definitely do a better job. Fox, well, Fox is ESPN, same thing, but should do a better job promoting these bowls. So that's just me personally, though. Like, yeah. No, go ahead, Christian. No, And that's the problem, bro. Because, like, it is. I, okay, so New Year's Six, that's 12 teams. And then you got the playoffs, that's four teams. So it's like 16 teams out of. Was it 130-something in the FBS? I think it's 117 or something like that. Okay. So, no, it's 119. 119, okay. Okay. Thank you, Mandark. Um, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> he's actually wrong. It's 131. Oh, see? See, look, see, look at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- thought you was hot shit, huh? Anywho. Um, <laughs> but, nah, I'll, I'll just side though. Like, how many teams make it to a bowl every year out of that? I couldn't tell you because I mean they they take away bowl games every year. So that's what I'm saying. Really so like it, it's only so many teams that make it to a bowl, but yet we're only focused on New Year's and January games. Like the other bowl games are just like, eh. I mean, even when we had our bowl games, well, the selection show, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, this bowl, this bowl. We were making jokes about these bowls, right? And it's like no, facts. And it's like, I get it, but this is partially because there's no importance to these bowls. As, as, as to me, as rightfully so, listen, I understand, and as a, as a college football fan, I love bowl season because there's a little more hype to certain games, and it's just extra football. However, as a competitor, I don't give a shit about these games. Like, in, the, in reality... The NFL has one bowl game. You know what I'm saying? The NCAA basketball tournament has one tournament, one champion. You know what I'm saying? As far as the postseason. So mm-hmm. having all these different bowl games so guys can get their fucking participation trophies. We should cut that shit out at seven years old. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, so this so is where... It's another marketing and media tool from the bowls themselves, their sponsors, and the TVs. But see, this is why I disagree, because in the NFL, it's 32 teams. Only so many teams are going to make it to the playoffs. Same thing with the NBA, same thing with college basketball, right? In college, they all have one tournament, and then they have the quote-unquote participation tournament. That's the NIT, right? 
there isn't to me a participation tournament in college football. It's all right. You're not going to the national championship, but this team was still really good. And that's what you have to have. The regular season is that participation tournament. Now, it's just like basketball. There's 82 games in basketball, so you mm-hmm. have a better chance to come back from starting out slow than you do in the NFL. It doesn't mean it's 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 fair, but that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? So with college football, it's the same thing. You may not have the tournament at the end of the, at the season that you do with basketball, but you have the regular season. Get right or get lost. You know what I'm saying? That's the sport that you play. Your sport is physical, doesn't have as many games, so you have less margin of error. You knew that when you started playing football. So to me, and even I'm not saying you take away those bowl games, but but honestly, okay. what okay. do they matter? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we don't ever talk about such and such was a Sugar Bowl champion from that. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that we ever debate are national championships. That's it. So to have those every every year, of course, during the year, like this year, when it's bowl season, I'm going to be fully tuned in. I give a fuck about the Bulls. I'm going to watch the games. But we're doing this college football preview. I'm not talking about who won anything outside of games that were in the college football playoff last year because I really and, don't give a shit. And I respect that, but I also feel like if you're going to put a, a system in place where you're trying to, quote-unquote, fairly give the best teams a chance, which is why we have this playoff now because the BCS wasn't going to do anybody no good, right? Then you have to also – Find a way to elevate those games because while we might not care, you know, for a team, for example, like Alabama, right? The year that they don't make a national championship or whatever, right? It's still good. I still like seeing Sugar Bowl games, Peach Bowl games, like those New Year's Six games, right? So I understand what you're saying, but I feel like if you're going to have a playoff, to Earl's point, then you have to emphasize bowl games to a certain degree because you know there are teams that aren't going to get to this level i.e locally here for me like memphis and stuff like that so sometimes they're not going to make a new year six so it's like all right where are they going where does their season end because at the end of the day that's the season ending thing for them you know so i get what you're saying like you know in the nba yeah like there's no tournament for losers or anything like that but i feel like with college football like okay hey you didn't make it to the championship but fuck it let's get you with a random team and let's just see who the best wins i mean i think that in itself i don't think that should go away at all but i do think you need to take pride and onus in saying all right let's elevate this so that's just me you know and i feel the same way but I, i feel like what they should do is turn and they're gonna like to me I feel like now the college players are starting to get paid, you know what I'm saying, more so from the game and things like that. Once we get into the injury protections and once these things start getting solidified to where players feel comfortable with the possibility of getting hurt, just like in the NFL, you know what I'm saying, the possibility of getting hurt is always there, but they feel comfortable when they have that contract that has a certain portion guaranteed or whatever the case may be. I feel like you do extend the season – by a game or two, and you make those bowl games that you're talking about playoff qualifiers as far as certain ones. Like and I'm not mad at that either. Yeah, the New York's the, the New, New Year's Six. New yeah, Year's I'm Six. Not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Those certain obviously you can't do every bowl game. It would be too many. There's not enough playoff games. But certain bowl games, you know what I'm saying, are now playoff qualifiers. So now teams are, like you said, 
okay, we, we, we may not be guaranteed to make it to the national championship, but if we can win our conference and get to one of these New York Sixes, then we, we, you know what I'm saying? It gives people a better chance of having parity within college football, which is really what everybody wants. Everybody wants to see, you know what I'm saying, competitive football. So I do, I've never not liked the bowl games. I, my only argument is because literally right now, outside of moral victories, they have no value. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, I, I'm and not I, saying no value. Let's just make you feel good about yourself because you're not the champion that year. Well, no, I, I would venture to say if you played the sport of college football, you'd feel totally. But it's always good. been like that, though. Yeah, it is all. Yeah, I, I just bro, don't. Right, but, they, but they, that is, bro. Just because something's been one way forever doesn't mean that it's not what it is. And At true, the end of the day, it's a it's a, a a a consolation prize for not getting to a championship, which is just a moral victory for not being. You're a loser. You did not. Your goal. Well, is, uh, is, bro, uh, bro, I don't, know. Listen, I, I don't nobody, know. bro. It's just like participation <laughs> trophies when you're a kid. Every why why do you think they started giving them out? Because everybody's not going to win a championship, and kids still wanted something to take home. Okay, you can't tell me outside of making money that there's any reason, legitimately, for these games because they have nothing. to Well, do. yeah, and and that's that's more of my argument because I think that it's not about the participation as much as it is revenue. It's not. I, yeah, I don't think the revenue people... doesn't the revenue doesn't go directly to a player. So yeah, it's no, it, go, it for goes to the schools and and sponsors to make more money. But as right, far as the so players that... involved. It's nothing more than a moral victory if you win it or a consolation prize. So, so that, like, okay, that's I wasn't, what, see, that's what, I wasn't that's worse I than this team. I still didn't win my conference or a conference championship or a national championship, but I wasn't bad. I, I was better than this team in a like. I, I mean, yes, to the bottom line, um, yes, it is a uh, a a prize for you know that it, it's. I think it's its own entity without it being diminished is just a consolation prize only because here's the thing in the bcs there was only room for two teams right if four teams went undefeated you can't say that they're losers you can't you can't right, say but, they're losers. right and, and i mean i understand that for that in that but i honestly there's 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 number one i will want to see how many times that ever happened in the bcs where we had more than two teams go undefeated I, I I would just want to see that. Well, but, even but, but still, also, though, like, let me hold on. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not undefeated, but at least but a lot of teams lost. ended with one, one loss. loss. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of teams ended with one loss. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that factors into that. Like, I, I just feel like y'all are trying to give credit to people for not – you shouldn't have lost. But, you no, there's like, only you, four spots. And, unfortunately, yeah. even in a even in a case of, of a Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. Not even – let's go UCF, right? UCF went undefeated that year and other teams didn't. How are we calling them a loser? And this is why I feel like it should be eight. And I feel like at the very least it should be eight. And like like he was saying, I feel like some of those New Year's six games could definitely be qualifiers for four teams to get into, you know, those slots or however you want to do a buy or whatever, right? But I do think that needs to happen. But I'm gonna challenge you with this, Nard, too. Like now, you know as a Miami fan, right? Like not every year is going to be your best year, right? right? And some years you don't get to play schools that you want to play. But let's say Miami went nine and three, right? Mm-hmm. Had some tough losses, wrestles on some bullshit, but you went nine and three and it was a, one of the best seasons you've seen, right? And let's mm-hmm. say Florida goes eight and four, right? Same thing, right? Granted, we don't get a chance to play each other because the regular season, they didn't schedule us together. But somehow... 
Oh, we, we in, need to actually correct that. Um, Florida, being some bitches, took Miami off the schedule in 2000 after we whooped John Hess. But go ahead, Larry. <laughs> As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by that troll. Um, <laughs> but let's just the say. It's not a troll, brother. Okay, we tell your ass up last time too. But anyway, so we like let's say we get a chance to play each other in the bowl game, right? I mean, I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about damn my season was terrible or damn we didn't make it to the you know whatever. I'm thinking of let's stomp the hurricanes out. And I'm pretty sure as a hurricane fan, you probably are gonna say to yourself, you know what? Yeah, like let's stomp Florida out to end this season. Like let's end this season on the high note. By stomping them out. That's a rivalry, right? No, for but, sure. Hold on, hold on. So for other teams, right, that may not have the most high-profile rivalries and things like that, that's what these bowl games are. It's let's end the season with something. Granted, you're correct. When we go back and look at time, I'm not counting how many Sugar Bowl championships or things of that nature. You're absolutely correct. We're only counting – the national championships and what, you know, the impact that the school has had. So, yeah, no one's sitting there like, all right, yeah, USC has this many Rose Bowls. Like, I don't – I couldn't even tell you no number like that. But at the same time, I still think it's important for those other schools, which is why I say both – two things can be true. Yes, the playoff system does need to be reworked so that – you know, more teams like Earl said, you know, get opportunities, especially if you go undefeated in as a as part of only 131 schools. If you go undefeated, I can't tell you, OK, well, you just beat some scrubs, because if that's the case, then you don't need to be in this division. So, yeah, make it eight or whatever is the number. But also. Y'all got ad money, like you're saying, make sure these pay- players get paid. And let's promote these bowl games so they can actually look like they mean a little something, whether we feel as though they're participation trophies. You know what I think will make bowl games better? I think that the six and six thing should be raised to eight and four. And I can agree with that. Because, I mean, it was one year Tennessee went like five and seven. They still get right. And they brought them in because they had to pull somebody in. Right. That was ridiculous. I think bowl eligibility should be eight and four. Let me let me let me say let me say something about these things too. Like also, if you're an NFL prospect, right, and you're a real prospect, not like a a borderline guy who's got to worry. You're like a top three round type dude. You know, mm-hmm. you, you maybe borderline first round, probably second round type guy. You're not gonna play in some bullshit bowl. You're damn sure not gonna go some place in the winter that you don't want to go and participate in the game when it's mm-hmm. not a championship level game. It's not gonna happen. I I think a lot of guys are gonna make the business decision because I can't get hurt in a, if I get hurt in a national championship or some shit like that. People will say, "Ah, right, he was going for a national championship." Uh, Just like uh, what's his name uh, that played uh, hurt? Yeah, I know. Uh, Jamie, was it Jameson? Uh, no, wide Jameson receiver from Williams, uh, right? from uh, from Bama. Alabama. Jameson, uh, Jameson Williams. Right? Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. But I mean, I he don't think hurt, that, he got hurt in the national championship. I don't like, think that should change, though. I don't think that what you're saying should change. Like, if you're going to go to the playoff or even qualify for a playoff. I don't think that should change. Yeah, you should you should play for the opportunity to say, hey, you're gonna win a national championship. But if you're going to 
random ass bowl in Ohio that's going to be on ESPN at 1.30 p.m. on December 27th or something like that, then, yeah, like, no, I'm not going to risk my, you know, prospective career for this bowl game. I absolutely But I will, I will say, if you raise it up to 8-4, and four, I think the competition level gets a lot better. And I think if you... Because it cuts I, out the bullshit. And I think some of these... I think if you take some of these bowls away that show you ratings while I was like, all right, ain't nobody watching this, right? Then, yeah, I think that brings the level of it, too. If it's only so many bowls that you can go to, and I feel like if you raise the record up to eight and four, where it's like the best of the best made it here, mm-hmm. you know, that makes a difference. I absolutely agree. Uh-huh. Great conversation. Let's, um, all right, we've done them all. Let's get to the juggernaut. Now, know where we're going. The SEC. I missed the ACC. Damn. Damn. You did. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Now, it's just us four left. So this is going to get real interesting. But I don't think it's going to be too wild. All right. The A- the SEC. Let me see. Let me count. Let me count. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11 out of 11 out of 14 teams in the SEC went 500 or better last year at the end of the regular season. Yeah. All right. Nard, we talked about it earlier. Um, uh, what's it called? Transferred to South Carolina. What's the name from, um, from Oklahoma? Transferred to South Carolina. Um, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Spencer Rattler. God, where do we start with the SEC? Y'all want to start in the East or the West? I think the East would be a lot easier to get to, and then we can talk about the juggernaut that's the West. So let's 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 get to the East first. Uh, speaking about the East, okay, we're done. Oh, they are. They are. They are. They are. They are. But I, I th- I'm really disrespected that you stuttered. Like, I didn't know what I was talking about. I, I was really insulted by that. I, I definitely think that Georgia's coming out the East, but I want to talk about something else coming out of uh, the East. Kentucky. Nar, you were really high on Kentucky last year, just what they did. Um, uh, obviously going 10-3 and three last year. Um, but but I got to tell you have, you, have you looked into Kentucky this year to really, uh, really, really um, see if they can repeat that or even contend for the East this year? I mean... Now, when you say contend for the East, I mean, I don't, <laughs> bro. I don't. I mean, listen, Georgia is a juggernaut, bro. It, it, if there's not much compelling argument, we don't have to reach for conversation. That's. I, I, listen, they're gonna have a good season. I feel like you know what I'm saying. They they have a um, a decent offense. Um, they got that quarterback. I think he went to Penn State, uh, who was a transfer, who's going to be starting. Um, Will something. Uh, and they had a defense. You know what I'm saying? I think their defense was under. I mean, was was in the top ten last year in the SEC. I think they were under 400 yards a game, some shit like yeah, they that. They were top ten in the country last year. Yeah. Okay. So you know, like they had a decent team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. If next year they're able to continue to put it together, do I think that they'll be able to knock Georgia out of that spot? Hell no. 
You never know. Just say hell. Just say hell. The, the Bills came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Once they finally got that guy. So, you know, he, I'm pretty sure Patriots fans would have never thought that shit. So, we'll see. Right. We'll see. All right, Larry. Let's not do you a disservice. <laughs> the Florida Gators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming off a very disappointing season last year. I think y'all started the season ranked like again. 15th. Hey, Dale. Hey, y'all gonna go to 16. Y'all bum. Dale. Y'all ain't Dale, shit. Dale, Dale, Dale. <laughs> you trying to do a sports show here, man. Let's not, let's not, let's not be fans. I'm being objective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. G- give me, give me, give me, um, give me some recruits. Give me some news about the Florida Gators. It's going to make y'all, I'm not going to say make y'all the best team in Florida, but what is going to make y'all competitive in that SEC East? Uh, what's what's, what's going to put y'all back where Florida, where we're used to Florida football be? Being just honest with you, um, I feel like this is great for us because I feel like everybody's already counting us out. Mm-hmm. And so that being said um i feel like napier his first year i mean i would just say just you know go with what you got because i mean it's not going to be something that's just going to turn around overnight you know um it's something that you're going to have to work on i mean for you start off the year with utah then the very next week you go to kentucky you know who we've beating the dog crap out of Kentucky for 30 years, and then, you know, Stoops has come in, and now it's changed that, so I got to give him credit. Then you go to USF, then you go to Tennessee, and then, you know, later on, to end the year, to end the year, you go on a stretch of LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, South Carolina, and then you end it with Florida State. Yeah, so you're going through murders road, right? So I'm not... I don't know about Florida State. Right, but here's the thing. As much as I don't know about Florida State or even Tennessee. Still a rivalry game. Rivalry games, my dog. Yes, sir. So I feel like I'm not looking for us to be – if we were to even go 7-5, and I'm not even mad at that because at the end of the day – You're not. This guy still got to come through and change the whole program around. So I mean, it's not gonna be easy to do. I'm not gonna. I'm not acknowledging. I'm not. I'm not. I hear him. I hear him. It's cool. It's cool. Like I didn't get a chance to say the only thing that's been cool about Miami for the last ten years has been y'all merchandise. But you know, I ain't even gonna go there. I'm just going. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Be respectful in a hurricane house. Be respectful. Be respectful. Disrespectful. No, don't don't let don't let him bully you. You can be as disrespectful as you want to be. You'll be wrong. You'll be admonished. You'll be corrected. But you can be as disrespectful <laughs> as you want to be. That's I, 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 ho- I hope Crystal Ball changes y'all program around so y'all can throw them use up with pride again. I really hope so. Because if not, I'll be making future appearances on guessing who's from the stands. Who's sure. y'all head coach, Larry? Because it's a new guy. I forget what his name is. Billy Napier. Billy Napier. Billy Napier. Okay. Mm-hmm. He I came mean, out of uh, he I, came out of uh, Louisiana, yeah, Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Louisiana, Lafayette. Mm-hmm. He's from the Saban Not coaching. Even LSU. He's he's from the Saban coaching tree, brother. He, yeah. No, he I mean, like he a distant cousin though. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn, bro. That side of the family we don't talk about. It. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I that uncle and auntie had the same last name, but they wasn't married. Allah, 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 Allah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you have to understand. It's, not, it's just Dell has a hate for all teams that are in Florida outside of Miami. I understand That's, it. I mean, I, I get, here's the thing, like, I don't even, I don't even hate Miami like that. I just, I feel like the fans are obnoxious, but I yeah, don't Yeah, we are. I'm not going to lie, because I hate <laughs> every school in Florida, except for Miami. Like, you see how y'all don't hate us, but we hate y'all? It's just, that's how it is. Yeah, I, 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 the only schools I really, really, like, if we lose to, I'm just, like, throwing a fit is legit Kentucky and Tennessee. That's it. Like, Georgia's Georgia, not bro. Not Nigga, I hate South Florida. Nigga, I hate Ooh. FAU, nigga. But see, I hate but see y'all are from... The see, that's the thing. Y'all from Florida, though. I'm not. Like, oh, you're not. Yeah, so Where that's... From? I'm from Memphis, so... Oh, true shit, true shit. So, so yeah, that's the that's the key to it. Like, I, I understand. How it's you like, don't like Tennessee? I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, either if you're from what was it with Tennessee? Why you like? Because you got when you when you were coming up, Tennessee was hot. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Earl, no, Earl, this is the edit point. This is no, you good? You oh, oh, you calling for the edit? I got you. <laughs> this is the edit point right, right here. All right, I just but yeah, when it comes to Tennessee and Kentucky, like their fan base is so obnoxious. And especially UT, like UT's fan base act like they still are going to like just be the ones and they, no, that's they, surpassed them long they ago. They have been good since Phil Fulmer, bro. Like, exactly. And they were handing out money in McDonald's bags, dog. Like no, like no one takes them seriously, you know. So outside of their uh, women's basketball team, salute to them. You know, like I just... You ain't gonna ever. I mean, catch. they ain't done nothing in month in, in a long time. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't. You ever know, since Pat. Yeah, real rest of soul. So you know, like I just yeah. that's just how I look at it, man. But um, but just on Florida in general, um, like I said, if we can beat a couple teams, man, and you know, look forward to the future, then that's all. I'm, that's what I'm looking at right now, because obviously. It's gonna take an act of the Lord for Georgia not to come out the East. Like it's gonna take something ridiculous. And even if they don't come out of the East, there's still a high chance that they'll still end up somewhere significant at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I don't have Georgia losing more than one game this year. I don't. I mean I I have to look at their schedule to see who they uh I don't I don't have them losing more than one game. Um all right, I'm just gonna look at the schedule just because I got it here. Uh, so they play Oregon this weekend. Yeah, that's an ass whooping. Shout out to Cross Padden. Uh, I hope he stomped them out. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, Bo Nix could go up there and put up numbers. Uh, let's see, Sanford, South good. Carolina, Kent State, Missouri. This is easy ass schedule. Uh, bro, they have bro. This okay. They don't. All right, the toughest teams that they have to play this year. Mm-hmm. It's Oregon, mm-hmm. South Carolina, mm-hmm. Auburn, and Florida. Everything whoa, else whoa, is whoa, 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 Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky let's, Kentucky, yeah, let's not, let's not, let's not. Okay, Kentucky. sorry, so sorry. Outside of that, everything else is a give me. So yeah, if they don't go undefeated, there's a problem here. So, who Georgia? Dogs. Oregon, Sanford, South Carolina, Kent State. 
Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. Bro, they should be 12 and 0, bro. Like, I'm sorry. They should. But we'll see. We'll see. They should, but I'm going to put a circle on that Auburn game. Yeah, Auburn always has a way to upset people. Always. It's just, yeah. That's just their thing. So you never see Auburn coming when they when they win that one game a year that makes you say, "Oh, they're going to be top five and then they bullshit the rest of the season, or mm-hmm. they them niggas that the rest of the season. So you never exactly. know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Nara, what's your thought? What's your thoughts on South Carolina and Tennessee this year? Uh, for for um, just what they'll do for a season. Um, South Carolina, um, like the middle of the pack. Um, I don't really have any. When does Tennessee get that quarterback, Nico? Uh, I think Nico it's Amlavea. I think it's next year. Next year. Now, when they get him, I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? He, he, I think he's the real deal. Yeah. But I mean, this they, year, I don't see much. They lost Tion Lyons or Tion Evans uh, to Louisville uh, in Tennessee. Um, who was a star running back? He's going to Louisville now. But I gotta say, man, um, a lot of these teams. It's not that I don't have much on them. It's just the separated between Georgia, Kentucky, and then everybody else in the East is so far and wide. I I, mm-hmm. I just didn't don't see much of where I have to see it on the football field to really have anything um, that sticks out to me to see. Who stands out again? You know, Florida losing to UCF in that in that bowl game last year. To me, um, it was a statement game for UCF. I think once UCF goes into the Big Twelve, that's a game that they're going to definitely hang their hat on. But I don't think UCF is uh, taking any kind of um, any kind of uh, backwards steps. I think they're going to keep going forward. But when you talk about that. What does that do now for the morale of Florida coming into the season? Obviously, it's a new season, new head coach. But to be real with you, what are you really looking forward to doing? You went six and seven last year. You got some gimme games like you should beat Florida State. I mean, uh, you should beat South Florida. You should beat Tennessee. But other than that, LSU you're going to lose to. Georgia you're going to lose to. Texas A&M you're going to lose to. South Carolina going to be competitive. Vandy you should beat. Florida State, that's a toss-up. Tennessee, that's a toss-up. And then then Utah you're probably going to lose. And Kentucky. So here's the thing. Like, I love it. Like, I love that, you know, no one's looking at us to do anything. Like, I love that. Because even if we don't, like, it's the first year. And I think people have this unrealistic look at Florida, and I think that's where we've gone wrong. I feel like... you won a national championship in recent memory, that's going to happen. And that's true, but at the same time, this this hire feels like the best hire since that national championship. Okay. So you weren't really big on... Uh, not Gus Malzahn. Who, who was... Uh, um, Mullen. Dan Mullen. Dan, Mullen. Dan Mullen. I wasn't mad at Dan Mullen um, because, truth be told, if this if a couple of decisions are made better during that season of Kyle, you know, Kyle Trask last season, could be a different story, right? But people like yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, 
But outside of that, though, I, I feel like even when he came, right, there was this whole, oh, he's going to bring back that glory of what Urban Meyer had and, and all that. And it's like, yeah, but nah, I mean, I'm not, I'm never like, okay, this is the national championship year. Like, unless I just see, you know, hey, we've got this person, this person, this person, because for all truths and purposes, Kyle Trask was De'Ara King's backup, and he only got his chance because Felipe Franks got hurt, and he never looked back. So I salute him for that. But <coughs> we haven't had a top quarterback recruit like how UT has the Nico kid or, you know, the Rattlers and, you know, these guys we're talking about. We haven't had that in a long time. So I'm not looking – Edit like, all right, yeah, we're gonna do this. Like, we're. Did you say Kyle Trash was De'Aaron King's backup in high school? Yes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I should clarify that. Yeah, okay. what I'm saying is he didn't even play yeah. in high school. He was De'Aaron King's backup, so he didn't even have a chance. A lot to of people don't even know that he didn't play at all in high school. Still got recruited to Florida. Exactly. Don't know how the fuck that happened? Uh, McElwain. <laughs> McElwain saw that and he brought him in. But my point is, is like Kyle Trask, salute to him for stepping up. But and that's kind of what I was mentioning earlier too when we had the discussion about the name. Like you know, I didn't care who he was; he was just doing good. So it's like, all right, great. But because of this, we don't have the luxury of saying, okay, we have this five-star recruit quarterback. Maybe Napier is the one to bring in that talent right we've really survived off of defense and uh and in the run game so it's like and, be, and being being florida i mean exactly like being florida is how y'all survive yeah we're we're literally a perpetual eight and fourteen, seven. like that's literally what we are so it's like i'm not gonna go out my way and say oh man we're gonna be this because it's like all right let's let's pump the brakes a bit because i mean i like richardson I do, but at the same time, he's got to make better decisions, you know. And the other guy we had, I can't even remember his name right now, but um, he just he Emory, what's his name? Emory Jones. Emory, Emory, yeah, Emory Jones, yeah. yeah. Emory made worse decisions than Anthony did, and it's like, it's like, what do you? It's like you can't, you can't <laughs> win or lose, and then especially when you're trying to run that, you know option style offense that they had with clearly Richardson is just a drop back passer. It's like, you got to work with a better system. So maybe Napier's system turns it around. That's why I'm not just hey, like... And, and look, Emory Jones transferred where? To Arizona State. He over there with uh Herm. with Coach Herm now. So it may work out better for him over there. You know, it so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm not... I'm not looking – it's not like I'm, like, down on this season, but I'm just like, all right, let's just see what happens, you know? Okay. All right, that's fair. Um, all right. I think we pretty much have just all said that Georgia's going to win the East regardless. Uh, oh, yeah, hands down. No. I would be totally shocked if they don't win the East. Like, so if they don't win the East, it's literally because some team we haven't – you know, Kentucky – Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina has a miracle run, uh-huh. and, and Georgia happens to lose the game that breaks the tiebreaker for the SEC championship. So, real. All right, so let's get to it. The SEC West. Uh, I want to save the best for last because, of course, you know, this is obviously the best division in college football, and it's 
not even close. And it's get it's only gonna get better. Yeah, it's only gonna get better. Um Bama being the king of the county, obviously coming in uh ranked as number one in the nation, which I mean I could understand why Georgia fans are upset about that. I could also understand why Georgia fans are upset that Ohio State's coming in ranked two. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama opens up typical opening for them, Utah State. Then they're gonna uh go to Texas, which I'm very shocked about that. But they will be the ones that go to Texas, but I digress. Um, that's gonna be a 12 o'clock game, so they'll get that out the way. Then they got uh Louisiana Monroe, Vandy, they're going to Arkansas, and then the showdown. The game of the year. The rematch. The game this of the is year. already game of the year for me. Game of the year. This is game of the year. I don't even, I'm not even going to sit up here and try and dress it up any kind. This is game of the year. Texas A&M versus Bama. Now, coming into this game, Texas A&M is opening up. Sam Houston, App State. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first test will be against the University of Miami. Then they're going to follow up with another test. Uh, at um, with Arkansas, Arkansas coming in, Mississippi. They're going to Mississippi State, which that's going to be another test for them too. Mississippi State ain't no chump. Uh, you know, as Texas saying, okay, and I'm then a, of course the the match, the showdown. But look, just while we here, mm-hmm. I think Texas A and M might have the hardest schedule at the whole conference because they got. Hold on, so honestly. They got Miami, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Bama, mm-hmm. South Carolina, which we, mm-hmm. we just said we ain't sleeping on. Except they're going to be ranked by the end of the year. Ole Miss, who's currently ranked. Florida so it should be a win. But then you got Auburn, and then they end the year off with LSU. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to talk about that big matchup against UMass? That's crazy. <laughs> but now nah, you're right, though. That that sounds like the hardest schedule in the country to me. That's uh, uh, all right. Oh, see, I I got a And M beating Bama, but I don't know if they're gonna come out the West though. Ugh. I'm gonna tell you who's my sleeper team in the SEC in general this year. Arkansas. Yes. Mm. I think Arkansas is gonna make a splash, but sticking on this game. Hmm. What, Dale, Nard, and Larry, I'm going to ask y'all, what can Jimbo do to to, to make it two in a row? And at this point, does it it legitimize uh, Texas A&M if they beat Bama two years in a row? No. Uh, if I'm, you can't beat a man with seven national championships with regular season wins. I mean, okay. I Especially feel, when you're talking about, you know, he's going, not, nah, I'm not making no excuses, you know what I'm saying? But we know he's going to be retiring within the next four seasons, you know what I'm saying? No, so not. for him, yes, he is. So you don't think you're going to you gonna, uh, coach the whole, the whole deal? Bro, the man How many more seasons he got on the deal? He just signed for another eight. He did. He just signed for another eight. 
Okay, how but either way, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. Listen, if Texas A&M wins this, and just like last year, Alabama's the team that ends up in the playoff, I don't. To me, it doesn't really matter too much. They have to win this, continue winning, get to the playoff, win that natty, and then say, fuck you, I beat you two years in a row, and I got a natty. Now we're talking about something. Now, of course, Jimbo has a natty at Florida State, but I'm just talking about pure SEC West. I, number one, we know they're not going to blow them out. All right? So if you're not going to blow them out and you don't win a national championship, if they still make the playoff, I don't think it matters. But I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. So if – and this is this is, sounds insane to say in, in hindsight, but if Alabama does somehow lose to Auburn because it came very close last year, right? Like it came this close last year. And if A&M is able to decisively beat Bama, right, I still think that's definitely moral points for them because, Earl, you mentioned how Bama got to go to Texas, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're I think they're doing that because they're making the statement. They're making the statement first, like, all right. No, like, no, no, but no, no, no. Texas coming to Bama. It was in uh, Texas A&M last year. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Longhorns. About Longhorns. They're going. Oh to yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They're going to Texas this year. So that's a statement game. They're going over there to say, like, hey, just because y'all coming over here, <laughs> don't get nothing mixed up. Like we putting y'all in the dirt. We worried about Oklahoma. We ain't worried about y'all. That's what that game is. But when it comes to AM, um, I do think this is huge for AM because once again, Texas and Oklahoma are both coming. Even if it's a couple years away, they're both coming. So Jimbo has to set the ground now. <coughs> and if he can build on it, I say, I say it's worth something. I mean, you're right, Nard. Obviously, it all comes down to the big chip, right? And A&M has to get over that hump and has to get to the chip. But I still feel like if you're able to knock off Bama two years in a row, as we transition into, you know, the new era of the SEC, which is going to be ridiculous, you know, I do think that this game is game of the year for that reason. And there is immense pressure on A&M. Also given with the you know, antics prior to all this, because let's be real. They squashed it, but they didn't squash this. <laughs> they no, squashed. no, no, hell no, hell no. It's on. <laughs> ain't shit it's on. squashed. Like, listen, Jimbo ain't forget, so this is going to be personal beyond personal, dog. So, yeah, A&M got to win this one. All right. Um, let me see. Dell, what do you say? Yeah. Uh, what, what's your what's your prediction on this game? A and M and uh, Alabama. Yeah. That might be Alabama's one loss this year. Okay. Depending on how Auburn does, but I don't know, bro. Jimbo gonna have them hot and ready. Gonna have them pissed off. He's going to have them ready to play. So, again, I don't know. But? 
I mean, Alabama can always pull it off because they're, you know, they're the champs. They're, the, I mean, the SEC champs. They're the, um, they won just the other year, not last year, but the year before that. I mean, they're, you know, real. It's gonna be a really, really, really good game. It's gonna be the game of the year. It's gonna be all that type of stuff because of the fact that the competition level is so high. But I think Texas A&M is going to win this game because of how how pissed off I know Jimbo's going to be. Because, yeah, he's pissed off in the media. Times that by 10 on how really pissed off he is, and then multiply that by 20 on how he's going to put that to the team and he's good because he's an excellent coach and he's going to be able to have them motivated, have the head on strong. I just want to add to this point and say I feel like whoever wins this game is going to be in the SEC championship. So, I think so, too. I feel like by the time we get to this game, we'll know who's going to be in the SEC, who's going to represent the West in that championship. The East, to me, will be in the last two to three weeks, but this will be the judgment in my you opinion. Think the, I think the East is in the first week. Once Georgia beats Oregon, I don't think there's nothing else anybody going to be able to do. But that, uh, man, listen, I listen. I respect I respect how much faith people have in Georgia, and I promise this is not, like, bias or hate or anything like that. But I do feel like, because I know, of course, I have to watch these games. I do feel like that there are games where, these teams play close, and Kentucky and Georgia play the last game of the year. So, well, second to last game of the year, but last conference game of the year for Georgia. So it's like if Kentucky goes on a roll and then, you know, they beat Georgia, then that's who that's who goes to the championship. So, and, you know, I know it sounds funny, but, I mean, even last year, there were a couple close games with Bama where they would play like a – Mississippi or somebody like that, and it's like, wow, this game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was a lot of yeah. close calls for saving last year. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes into play again this year, you know, and that's why I feel like the A&M game is going to be the tone. You know. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. For sure. I think so, so, I mean, I, I mean, on paper, as of today, we could, we should get, you know, Georgia and Bama once again for the upteenth time. But at the same time, depending on how the season goes, we could get Texas A&M versus Kentucky. You never know. Like it, it, Jesus Christ, something just came across my screen. Florida has what? won 32 home openers. 32 straight home openers. Wow. That's good. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Damn shame it's going to end on Saturday. But anywho, um, going yeah, to <laughs> going to my sleeper true. team in the West this year. Not sleeper. I think I think Arkansas is going to make some noise, man. They may, they may really come uh, third in the West. Um, I'm looking at Arkansas. They open up with uh, – Number 23, Cincinnati, coming there. They also, notable games for them. They have a 
Texas A&M. They got Bama. Jeez, they play Texas A&M and Bama back to back. Jesus, uh, that could be two. That could be two losses for them. Um, and then they play um, Mississippi State, BYU, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi, and close with Missouri. That's a bad two back back to back losses. Now I, I just don't see them having a shot to beat either Bama or Texas A and M. Man, Texas A and M. If any team, it'd be Texas A and M. They could beat, but I just don't see it. My brother, as an avid SEC football watcher, when I care about football, I'm not sleeping on it. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on it. That they can I, beat who? Either one. I'm not sleep, bro. Listen. It, I'm not sleeping on it, bro. I know realistically, like, yes, those are two losses, but I have seen Stranger Things. Like, and, no, for sure. And I feel like... TV show. <laughs> but I feel like... I feel like Saban took... I mean, yes, I'm, not, I'm never going to de- denounce Saban, right? Like, who can, who can deny Saban, right? But I do feel like we're getting in the era where we're starting to see, like, huh, I think more people are starting to convince themselves, hey, it's still just a football team, you know, and we can go and it's just 60 minutes like any other game. So I'm well, not... Well, the talent is definitely spreading across the country more now than ever. I, I yeah, give you that. Too. But that's also doing part to... Um, it's only so many coordinators that can sit on Nick Saban's uh, staff at one point. So then they go out and get these higher profile jobs, bigger jobs, and bigger power fives, and you're just going to start to see the talent spread out. But also, too, yeah, like every quarterback, not every quarterback can go sit and watch Bryce Young, or I forget the brothers, and I think it's Bryce Young. They can't just sit there and ride bench all day either, so they're going to go to mm-hmm. the South Carolinas, the you know different schools to where they know for a fact, okay, I'm going to get – this playing time, like yeah, the uh, Nico. Um, let me see if I can pronounce his name. Part of it, or I'm a Levea that's gonna be a Tennessee. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he he took the money, not mad at that, and he's going to where he knows, like, hey, I'm gonna get some playing time because if he goes to Alabama, I'm not denying the kid, but he might be third string, we might never hear about him, you know. So it's like, I mean, it didn't uh. Who was the guy that won with Georgia last year? Didn't he? Wasn't he a bat, Bama back? Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. Oh, no, no. you're talking about their quarterback. quarterback. Bro, he was the starter there, ended up losing his job, got cut, went to JUCO, came back, lost his job again, and then got his job back and won the national championship. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's just the nature of SEC football and just, you know, when it comes to those top programs, like, man, you know, it could be the the bench warmer that goes to another team and just turns up. I mean, we we literally saw. I mean, Nard, we literally saw this like Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Like it, it's this stuff happens. You know. I mean, honestly and truthfully, we Jameis Winston should have been an Alabama quarterback, but I mean, obviously, you know, life happens. But he goes to Florida State and Jimbo wins. So. Listen, man, it's uh, SEC is unpredictable, and that's why it's so fun to watch because even in though on paper you're like, okay, I know what should happen, it, it never fails when you say, oh, okay, Bama should beat the, the piss out of them. And then you look at your phone, and it's the third quarter, and Bama's down, and you're like, yo, I got to tune in to CBS. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it never fails. I just love how nobody brought up uh, LSU and. Oh Brian no, we were get, we were getting to them next. We're getting okay. to them next. Nah, right after schedule already pulled up. Bring up LSU. Check, no, check. no, there, there yeah. is, there is, there's a lot of nuance in that. Y'all boys can hear me. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yes, sir. We're gonna beat the shit out of them niggas come Sunday, bro. Stop playing with us, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike hey, was look. Here, man. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, hey, listen though. That's a, that's a hell of a segue. Let's get to LSU. They obviously have Brian Kelly coming in, taking over for Coach O. Um, after just two years after Coach O won the national championship with uh, LSU, with arguably a top five college football uh, team of all time, uh, that 2019 LSU Tigers, and just you know, in two years he's gone, and now Brian Kelly, another high-profile guy, leaves. One of the most desired jobs, one of the biggest jobs in college football at um, Notre Dame to come to LSU. And why? I don't think we've ever asked that question on here. Why would you leave Notre Dame to come to LSU? Um, maybe he knew where Notre Dame was going to go, and maybe he knew the competition was going to be different. So maybe he just said, More you know than what? likely, it's because there's it's a, a cap on it's Notre It's an sale, bro. And that, too. Like, that, that, that purple and gold is a lot easier to sell than that navy and gold. As, as big of a brand Notre Dame is, bro, nobody's really going for that Catholic shit, bro. And, like, all the, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, 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 no disrespect. But, but it's a lot of just like intricate shit that goes on when you're a Notre Dame, when you go to Notre Dame itself, bro. And that shit, that shit, a culture shock in itself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas mm-hmm. go there, bro, and that shit is different. And it's in the Midwest, bro. Who the fuck want to go to the Midwest? a Catholic school in the Midwest? Yeah, exactly. It's in a Indiana? It's not even like that joint in Chicago. That motherfucker's in South Bend, Indiana. And I mean, I feel like, just like going on with Mike said, I feel like some of them programs that at one point in time were like, you know, on fire at a certain era, it's time they starting to slide back. Nebraska's sliding back. Penn State's sliding back. It's Notre Dame's time. To, they've been sliding back, you know, when it comes to football. So they were just in the I playoffs. Mean, it happens to year before last. Program. You got to think. Yeah, they, but they prior to that, like they're Bryant, Alabama, then there was Mike Schuler, Alabama. Now there's Nick Saban, Alabama. There was hey, Mac hello. Brown, Texas. That's then what I'm saying. Charlie Strong, Texas. Now we're gonna see where Texas is at now. Hey, yeah, hello, man. man. Hey, Nard, I'm over here by RFK. <laughs> hello, random. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of that, the, the Redskins need to start fucking around, and, or not the Redskins? Excuse me, the Commanders need to start fucking around. And start playing in DC again. Well, I guess Brian Robinson has objections to that, but that was funny. Uh, Damn, that's 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 real fucked up. That <laughs> was this damn stadium, man. <laughs> that joint does no, R- 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 trash Terrible. Oh, uh, but shout out, shout out to the uh, shout out to the you know commanders choosing to go by the commanders. You know the Seminoles still want to hold on to that name though, but you know. So that's what we doing. <laughs> yeah, they said them niggas, them niggas doubled down. They said we still got the mask guy. Fuck you talking about. This what we doing? No, nah, I'm only saying this to say, Mike. If that day ever comes, boy, the it'll, it'll, it'll really never, ha- it'll never happen, bro. I feel like it'll I've never, never been. I've never felt. You know what I'm saying? As though they're mocking them, like, because I feel like shit. You, 
you want your team to win. You want your team to be strong. You want your team to fight. You know what I'm saying? I feel like having a team name that you feel like represents what you would want in your team doesn't put a negative light on them. It's not like yeah, that exudes bravery. You you it, feel it, like that's Seminole's not a slur. Real shit. Seminole's not a slur. Let me say this. And on top though. of that, Seminole's not a slur. Seminole's and, a tribe, uh, not a slur. It's, it's, it's that's what I'm saying. It's a tribe, and the Seminole yeah, Indians Red actually help. No, I get that, but I'm saying the, red, the the Seminoles help establish Florida State as a as a school. But let's keep so, it real too. I just like, want to they can't they can't they can't establish Florida. They can't change Florida. Yeah, they can't change the name either because. They can't mm-hmm. change the name because of the chant either, bro. The chant too powerful, bro. Like you, like what? Are you oh, let me to tell do? you. I don't care if they were the Florida State uh, stick in the muds. They were keeping that chant. <laughs> I don't give a damn who they are. The chant staying. That chant, yeah. And to be fair, I'm gonna say it again. The all black unconquered uniforms. There's nothing like it in football. I'm sorry. There's just not. There's nothing like the all black unconquered uniforms. Nice, we wanted them motherfuckers. Hey, really? I mean, I, oh, there's nothing like the all black unconquered Florida State uniforms. There's nothing like that. I, I mean, I, yeah, but what's up with you, bro? What's your problem, bro? <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, you know Larry Gator, man. I mean, you a Gator, bro. Like you, you, if anybody, bro, we gonna we gonna side out your ass. Hey, man. Hey man, I stand on my ten toes, bro. I don't move for Nan. You feel me? So hey. Kente stood on his ten toes too and lost five of them. Okay. Either way. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, he, he be the main one. Go get that there. Uh, let, hey, let me stop, man. <laughs> hey man. Hey, hey man. listen. All I know is Gainesville is still one of those after seven towns. That's beside the point. Anyway. Hey, yo, the truth. Dell, did we not leave at six fifty when we went to Donovan's graduation? We was out of there at six forty nine. Fuck what you talking about. <laughs> hey, but Listen, look, let's get it. Let's get into LSU schedule, man. So okay. they open up with Florida State. Obviously, gonna stop the dog shit out of Florida State. Sorry, that's um, a L. That's an L. That's an L. Okay. And then they got they got Southern after that. Boy, if y'all walking, it, y'all walking Louisiana and beat them folks, boy, I'll come back on next week and I'm gonna give you all the praise. In the Is world. that a night game, Mike? I'm gonna beat up. Yeah, seven thirty. I'm no. So you mean you playing a night game at Death Valley? No, it's it's in New Orleans. It's not no. in Death Valley. It's oh. in New Orleans. Is that Superdome? I do fight the same. Well, shit. Ain't like same New Orleans thing. gonna be any different. <laughs> but it ain't the same environment. Hey, I like Florida State, nigga. Hey man, I uh, although to... I will say it is going to be a home game for them. I will hey, say man. that. I like Florida State. That's going to be neutral to Fort Watch. Okay. 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 Hey, hey man. Hey, look, you... hey, look, at, look at on Florida State Twitter. Florida State Twitter is traveling to uh, New Orleans. Hey, man. I hope you have a great meal in Louisiana Kitchen. I hope you get the biggest baguettes out there <laughs> and beignets and all that shit, man. I hope you have the greatest shrimp po' boy hey, man, in your let, life. Let me, let me let but, you know something, man. But you, you Sunday talking... night? Sunday night. Hey, 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 before you even get started there, these are all the words of a nigga who get his ass whooped year in, year out by these boys. So go ahead. I hear you. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Who, who whooped that ass last year, though? Tell me how I feel, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Y'all beat LSU last year? LSU? Nah, we beat. I'm talking about, I, think, I think we beat Florida State last year. I ain't going to hold you. If we did, I mean... By that point, I, I was so dejected. I was like, fuck it. But I ain't going to lie. Like, I mean, listen, Mike, 
This Norvell last chance. <laughs> this is last chance, but he gotta do something. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I mean, LSU should win, but we'll see. I mean, because Brian Kelly gotta make a statement in his very first game and Norvell job on the line. So. Norvell gotta make a statement too. So shit, what you saying? All right. Hey man. Now we here, man. Hey man. All right. So they're going after that. Uh, LSU is going to play uh, Mississippi State at home. They got a homestand uh, for the first four games. Tech, the first four games of the season, technically. They'll uh, count. One. Huh? They'll go three and one. Three and one. Okay. All right. Uh, and then they travel to Auburn. And then uh, Tennessee comes into town. And then they travel to Florida, which um, with neither uh, neither of those teams uh, being. Prominent teams. I don't see that being a night game in Florida, but you never know. Um, and then uh, Mississippi comes to LSU. Uh, Bama comes to LSU. That's an L. Um, Arkansas. They travel to Arkansas. That's another L. They play UAB and finish out with another L at Texas A&M. Hmm. So all in all, LSU's probably going six and six. Ah. Uh. Yeah, you would you would think, right? But then they might fuck around and go eight and four. So yeah, I don't know, but just based off that schedule, they should go. So six you six. never know. They are, man. but I don't see them from last year. Anything too impressive. They are doing what from last year? Missing a lot of players from last year, which was already an abysmal season. So yeah, I mean Kelly got it only get better. Kelly got his work cut out for him. So I mean, he does, but I'm sure they paid him a a, a lot of commas in that uh in that in in that uh that checkbook. So yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, closing out the West, Auburn. I mean, look, I Auburn finished last year six and seven. Uh, Bo Nix is gone. He's now in Oregon. Uh. And I just don't know where Auburn is. They're, they just seem a little bit in limbo for me. Um, I'll be honest. They seem Correct. very much in limbo. Is this Bo Nix's season, senior season? Well, he's in Oregon. But he's on the se- Perry Ellis plan. Uh, yeah, this is his senior season part two. Because I was like, yo, how is he still in college? But all right, this is starting to make sense now. So, yeah. all right. Bo, Bo Nix... Um, Bo Nix is what twenty? He's twenty two. So yeah, I just remember hearing his name from very beginning. So I thought he was. I thought he had been gone, man. But know mm-hmm. what it is, bro. One, I think wasn't he one of them uh, them shows too though. I think well, like was, La- last chance you or no, no, nah, nah, not last chance. But, um, the other shit with Hoover. I, I believe he was on that shit. Oh, he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the MTV joint. Uh, oh man, what was it? Uh, uh, oh shit! Oh, hey man, have y'all ever heard about that? Well, we'll talk about that off air, but man, that that head coach is a wild boy. Uh, Sycamore? No, no, oh, no. Uh, Hoover. Uh huh. Um, he coaches coaches college now, if I'm not mistaken. Two a days. That's the name of the show. Two a days. Two a days. Yeah. No. Nah, two. Um. What's his name? Um. What was his name, bro? Uh, Don't matter what he did. <laughs> do we? Do we, uh, we 
can talk about it off air. We'll talk off air. That's cool. We can definitely talk about it off air. But um, yeah, Rush Probst is who we're talking about here. Where, where's Coach Probst at? Rush Probst is he is coaching. What the hell is he coaching? He is a high school coach. He's a yeah. He's a coach at Val. Well, he was currently coach, recently coaching Val Osta. No, no, no. He's recently coaching Val Osta, but he's um, huh. he was the head coach when they got them sanctions imposed on him. Mm-hmm. For the booster club and all that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. No, no, no. Just, just, um, just money stuff like that. Oh. But um, oh, you talking about what Coach Pro did again? We'll talk about it off air. Um, so, <laughs> oh, so yeah. Um, getting uh, getting back to it. Um, I'm gonna give y'all some some transfers, some notable transfers. You know, the transfer portal has been really big this year. But uh, we got Caleb Williams coming from Oklahoma. Uh, Dylan Gabriel coming from UCF, heading to Oklahoma. Uh, Jordan Addison coming from Pittsburgh to uh, USC. So that's the Yeah. I think uh, I, I think Kayla Williams and Jordan Addison is going to be a hell of a lot of TDs and a hell of a lot of yards this year. Boy. Yeah. Um, uh, U.S. or not? I'm sorry. Pitt replacing Kenny Pickett got a uh, Keaton Slovis, the quarterback from USC last year, um, ready to step in. Uh, Bo Nix, like we were talking about earlier, came from Auburn. Um, Quinn Ewers, we talked about coming from Ohio State. Spencer Rattler is in uh, South Carolina, coming from Oklahoma. And, of course, uh, Jaden Daniels is going to be starting QB from Arizona State. Going to LSU now. Um, those are some of the notable transfers I had to be on the lookout for this year. Some guys that can make some noise. I ain't saying Heisman winners, but they can definitely make some noise. I think if anybody on this list I would say is remotely getting in the Heisman conversation, probably Caleb Williams. I would agree. Yeah. Who's in the Heisman conversation? Caleb Williams, the only one out of those transfers I mentioned that's probably in the Heisman combo. The quarterback from Oklahoma that went to uh, USC now. So he's back with his same head coach. Mm-hmm. Got, got a bona fide number one receiver. Yeah. He playing at USC compared yeah, to Yeah, I was about to say, you know, USC for like quarterbacks, they're they going they gonna to find a way to put them in that Heisman combo if you're doing the right numbers. Very true. I don't mean, not only that, though, shit, they're going to put up goddamn 50 points a game, too, in that weak-ass mm-hmm. conference. Hey, you said true. it. You said it. Um, they defense a little bit better, though. Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, we'll be going through each uh, – each division, and we're definitely going to be covering our HBCU um, college football preview show this week. We'll probably do that next week. Um, oh, yeah. Start to see No, but either way, I do I do think that Bethune's going to uh, comp- contend for the swag this year. Um, Bethune, my nigga, I hate it had to be him. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but speaking of that, uh, fam, you opened up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A week two and all, I'm rooting for the Wildcats, baby. Believe that. But, um, uh, fam, you opened up, and they were without 20 players facing against North Carolina because of eligibility issues. Did anybody, uh, have, did y'all hear anything about that? No, I'm pretty sure. 
I'm sorry, everybody's talking at once. I said, no, I'm pretty sure they got their ass whooped, though. Well, well, yeah, that definitely happened. Um, But seven offensive linemen were deemed ineligible. Um, Let me see. They only have your offensive line. Defensive player of the year um, candidate. The linebacker, Mm -hmm. Isaiah Ford, I think his name. Yeah, he was ineligible. Um, I mean, shoot. What the world? North Carolina was going to pay $450,000 to play the game. Um, And Mac Brown pushed for fam to bring their their marching band to come up there. So they paid for them to get up there as well. Hey, I fuck with Mac Brown for that. Mac Brown said, I ain't trying to hear this vanilla-ass tune with me. It's real shit. You didn't see uh, fam alongside North Carolina's uh, band. So they played on the field together during halftime. Man, Max said, I need some soul in this bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much um, North Carolina's um, uh, for, um, starters played. I mean, the score was 24-56. I mean, they got blown out. But, shit, the quarterback from FAM went 28-38, 279 and two tubs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, but fam was they went what nine and three last year, I believe, I mean, right? They were they were in the game until the fourth quarter, bro. Like the fourth right. quarter, they got they got blown out twenty one nothing in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, and it was. I mean, I ain't giving excuses, but it was a lot of rain delays and all the other kind of stuff too. So it was an ugly game, regardless. But you were saying at halftime, what now? At halftime, they were down fourteen, was twenty eight fourteen. Mm-hmm. But Going into the fourth, though, they were down, you know what I'm saying, 24-35. But see, Mike, see, this, see, okay, see, we were having this conversation before, and I'm not saying that this is a shining example, but to kind of pivot on that, stuff like that is why you can't tell me that Jackson State shouldn't be able to play, and, and teams like that shouldn't be able to play in some of these bowl games that a UAB or a Tulsa or Tulane plays in, because I really feel like they could win. Oh, no, Jackson State, definitely. Like, for sure. I, I definitely think they can win. They should be able to play in some of these bowl games. No, I agree, man. So you see, Prime said, "Get one more year." He said, "Be ready to take on Jackson. Ready to play Bama." I don't know about all that. He must be talking about UAB. Not that either, but I think, <laughs> I think I think it can be competitive, though. To be honest, competitive. Yeah, bro. Yo, I think I think I'm say two years. I think you give Prime two more years, bro. I think he can be competitive. Amongst anybody in the country. Okay. Turn that up. Okay. You you know what the real separator is? The real separator between a team like a Jackson State, or even, I got to give them credit, even a FAMU versus um, a lot of these D1 schools, it comes down to quarterback play. That's really where the separator starts and ends for me. Only because. That's just starting the trenches, bro. I mean, quarterback. Play I, I think it's getting closer in the trenches. I, I think. I think today it's a lot closer than it was, say, ten years ago. I don't know, bro. You just, you just look at them boys, bro. Them boys, they, they, they just look different, bro. You feel no, me? no, I, I'm not talking about the Bamas. I'm talking about more so, again, like the Tulane's, the Tulsa's, the Marshalls, okay. stuff like that. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a lot closer today than it was ten years ago. Honestly, bro, those those schools, bro, I think. I think the coaching is what's different, honestly. Okay. 
think that's a tad bit better coaching. Um, athlete for athlete, bro. You can put an HBCU athlete with just about any school, bro. In the nation. You know what I'm saying? And then as far as, yeah, I mean, so that's that's what separates. That's what really separates, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the top tiers and then the uh, HBCUs, you know what I'm saying, that quarterback play, that is different. That I mean, that 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 whole – all that shit different. I ain't gonna lie. All that shit is different. But like you said, bro, like the two lanes and the, the smaller schools that really ain't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There really isn't a big gap, if if there is one. Right. Nice I like Jack. I like I like Jackson State honestly to be a top twenty five team in the country right now. Uh, let me look at the top twenty five. Let's look at 25. You think they're better than BYU? Yes, bro. BYU is so fucking overrated, dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I agree with you. Houston. Houston. Bro, they, they, they right there with Houston, bro. Cincy. Same, same category as Houston. You say who? Cincy? Who? Mm-hmm. Jackson State. Jackson State and Houston right in the same category, bro. Cincy, I'll give Cincy the edge because of what they did last year. Ah, they don't have a quarterback though, so they don't got Desmond Ritter no more. Yeah, so I got to see where they at. But. Wake Forest. I'm gonna go Wake off of you know recency bias off what they did this past year. Yeah. Then it went what ten and two last year, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It went Some, uh, nine and three, ten and three, uh, or something with the Bulls. Ole Miss and Kentucky. I'm gonna skip. We know that. Arcs, yeah, it gets it gets murky after that. But um, those hey, first three. I said top 25. Right? Hey, 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 25 is the number hey, you need. Not top 20. Not top 20. Not top 20. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 25. Hey, that's where the, the buck stops, bucko. Okay. That's all right. That's okay. That's, we'll take it. That's okay. That's all right. And, and bro, we've been honest, bro. Those Bethune-Cookman teams in the early two, um, 2010s, bro, those mm-hmm. were top 25 teams in the country, bro. Mm-hmm. Mhm. One million percent. And again, that's that's why I think the Celebration Bowl has been more of a detriment than it has been a help because it's almost been like the final nail in the coffin that you're not making a bowl game. This is your bowl game. Stay here. And I don't care for it. But I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I, I understand it, but the the Celebration Bowl is not turning out to be what it should have been. We don't celebrate I'm, that bowl, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And to be honest with you, as far as importance, I think Grambling Southern the weekend before is more important than the Celebration Bowl. Hey, I'm just saying it there, man. And celebrating the bowl has done a good job of getting us exposure, though. You know what I'm saying? Has bro. it? Has it though? Hell yeah, bro. I think I think because of the celebration bowl, mofos really paid attention to the likes of Tariq Cohen and 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 Darius or Shaquille Leonard, bro. Tariq Cohen, the mad kid. Like I okay. think I really, I really do think you know what I'm saying with the celebration bowl is what. Gave them boys a little more 
exposure. Javon Hargrave. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of them showed up and showed out in the Celebration Bowl. Not saying they didn't do that all season, but just, just honestly, bro, it's all about opportunity, bro. That's that's what we always like. That's what we talk about all the time. All we need is just opportunity. So, as detrimental, and I, I get your side too because it makes it makes it makes one hundred like it totally makes sense. But mm-hmm. once you get that little bit of exposure, bro, and just an opportunity to go out and prove yourself, I think that's what the Celebration Bowl initially has done. So now. You know, we just got to move on and move forward. Like, what's next for us? And I think... And, and that's what I'm saying. So... With these teams moving, switching divisions. Right. Yeah, with with, with uh, the moves of the swag and everything uh, happening and stuff like that. But, like, if you think about it, like, Mike, remember when we used to um go to, like, the Cookman versus, fam- or go versus uh, FAU game or the FIU game would come down, beat them, and they'd be like, but them boys making bowl games. Yeah, yeah, beat the shit out of fucking FAU. Yeah. Like, it it just, to me, don't make no sense why they don't get them opportunities at certain points to get in the bowl games. But that's another conversation for later on in the season. I don't want to be labored too long. Um, We'll we'll get into our Heisman uh, candidates and and talk about uh, um, who they had listed as the incoming All-Americans preseason All-Americans, once we get past week one, I really want to see how they perform this year um, and, and not belabor this episode too much longer. But, uh, yeah, I didn't have too much anything outside of the Power Five. And, of course, we'll have our HBCU um, 2020, 2022 season um, review as well coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, most definitely, um, I think we're, we're good here for the night. We've gone through the Power Fives and uh, kind of predicted – our winners and losers, or at least our uh, our uh, competitors for each of the championship games. So, most definitely, I think we accomplished what we needed to this weekend. My man Larry, as always, appreciate you coming through. Um, Absolutely, anytime, man, anytime. Yeah, and um, you know, Dale again, man. Dale and Mike, congratulations to our fifth edition of the college football uh, preview show. Can't believe we didn't done five. We're gonna do many boys, more, man. Yes, sir. Fifth. This is our fifth one, which means happy four years to guessing from the stands. From us to you. Woo! Look forward to seeing y'all episode two hundred. Till next week. We out. Peace. 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 Peace.